0: Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Monday morning, it's the 11th of February as we race through this month. My God, we get ever nearer this sort of digital taxation and digital VAT. And oh, dear, honestly, such a pain it really is. Labour's deputy leader and sometime LBC presenter, the lovely Tom Watson, has accused the party activists of bullying A Jewish MP. Well, we knew that, didn't we? The flog it presented returning with another bloody antique show. I mean, seriously, how many more do we need? I did watch Paul What's-His-Face the other day. He's very patronising to some some poor old lady having to flog her jewellery. He went, you've got £200. As if she was about seven years old. I thought we were sort of sort of easing off on programmes with him on. Uh, the Green Militants urging your kids to skip lessons. And as I said yesterday, why would Prince Philip be worried about being banned from driving on the roads? He's got 50,000 acres of private land he can drive on. So I'm assuming that will carry on. And of course, handing the licence in might help him avoid prosecution. Ooh. Well, and Richard Gere's going to be a father again at the age of 69. Bit late, isn't it? If somebody decides to become a father again at 60... I mean, hoping that he lives, you know, beyond the kid's 10th birthday. I mean, really worrying. Also, watercolours attributed to Adolf Hitler failed to sell. Rumours circulating said they could be fakes. Uh, Predators using Tinder to target children as young as eight. Good grief. And Meghan's half-sister, you know, the nasty one, says her father is prepared to release more of the Duchess's nasty letters, as her brother says the relationship with her father is now beyond repair. I mean, God, what a vile family. Lofty and Mary back in Albert Square. That's 31 years after they left Watford. And finally, she's been kicked out because she can't dance Gemma Collins. I mean, I think she dragged out as little talent as she could. She quite clearly didn't put any effort into it whatsoever. They just might as well have pushed a block of wood onto the ice and sort of, you know, made fake hands. It goes, da da because that was about as good as it got. Everybody else is turning around and skating. She's just barely standing up again. Twice in rehearsal, she fell over. So that codswallop that we had about, oh, let's bring a psychic in to rid the... It's just a load of old hogwash. Lies, lies, and then there's fraudulent. Dreadful. Uh, What else do we have? Uh, The BBC launching a spin-off of the Attenborough series Blue Planet. I think it's called Blue Planet 2. Nothing like being original. And it's got um, Chris Packham doing it with a few other little people. Uh, Philip Green could be facing a police investigation over sexual harassment claims, as there are calls to strip him of that knighthood. Uh, Since Christmas as well, bad news on the high street. 19,000 jobs lost or threatened. And uh, you remember a short while ago they were hoping to save Patisserie Valerie. That deal has now fallen through. Uh, We think Colleen might have had enough after Wayne Rooney's latest little escapade where he goes out and just gets drunk and then toodles off with a barmaid from Hooters. Hooters is famous in America. The the waiting staff wear uh, quite revealing clothing. Quite revealing clothing. And an explosive new Corbyn biography says his chaotic private life shows he's not fit to lead. Well, in fact, we've had that over the last few days on LBC. He's, uh, he's, he's way way past his sell-by. And do you remember the lotto lout, Mikey Carroll? Do you remember Mikey Carroll? He was the, uh, the so-called bin man who won £10 million on the lottery and then became such a pain. We were all grateful, when he lost it all. I think the ex-wife took a big, big chunk... Which was good news, and then he lost a load. But he bought a house, and he started racing cars round, much to the annoyance of the neighbours. In fact, he was just basically a sad, lonely little thick person. Anyway, he's now lost it all. Thank God. I think he spent time in prison for all sorts of things, and uh, he now delivers firewood and coal for a tenner an hour. and uh, And he said, he said, I I, I don't mind so much. You know, I thought you're that thick. You had ten million quid. And you've kind of, sort of, you've lost it all. It was hilarious. It doesn't have a house now or anything like that. So I suppose we'll have to put up with that. Also, the chimps in Belfast Zoo. They had a bit of a storm and some of the logs came down. So being very resourceful, they put them up against the wall, climbed up them and escaped. A little bit frightening. Um, What was the other one as well? Um, 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 The broadcaster, the Reverend Ruth Scott, has revealed she's only got a few weeks left to live. Very brave. They've done various programmes uh, with uh, with my friend and um, and I, I just feel sorry. She's already done one interview and I think she's going to do another one because if somebody tells you that you're facing up to something that's terminal, I think, it's, I think it's terribly brave to actually, you know, say she wants to clear everything up and then she wants to die peacefully at home with the family. and And I thought that's lovely, but to actually deal with it, if somebody says to you, because we don't know how long we're going to live, do we? We all hope that we're going to do a proper innings. But then if somebody says, oh, you've, you know, you've only got a few weeks left to live, you start thinking, oh, I don't know. I don't know whether if I'd be angry, happy, sad. I don't know what I'd be. Angry, I suspect, to start with. That's, that's generally the uh, the thing that happens, because you, uh, you're you so angry as to why me? But then why loads of people? But uh, she's, she's just getting on with it. And, and that's all you can do. And then hope that people make make you comfortable at the end. So we send her our best thoughts and uh, and hope that everything goes well. It sounds fatuous, doesn't it? You know, you're facing the end of your life. Do you hope it goes well. Not so good. Uh, the predators using Tinder to target children as young as eight. And uh, and the other one was the family doctor accused of grooming a pensioner who gave her £200,000. It's not bad, is it? I mean, it could have just been a gift. But I don't think they're allowed to accept things like that. I thought that was part of the, uh, part of the deal. Um, and um, what was the other one? Oh, yes, uh, the BBC News. It's going to be cut short because they want to appeal to younger people. What's the point of that? What's the point of that? Because, I mean, it's, it's, it's not supposed to be in a ratings battle, the news. It's supposed to be the news. Kevin says, Gemma Collins has gone, Steve. She said she's going to leave the country. Oh, thank God for that. OK, she won't, of course. It's a load of old codswallop. So she takes Kerry Coke, Toner, Katie Price and Daniella Westbrook with her. Yes, as I say, Daniella Westbrook, we, 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 we've seen the act before. The act is you sob and then you distort your face and then you go, I'm going into rehab. I've lost track of how many times... Seriously, I really couldn't give a forex. I'm not remotely bothered. If that's what you want to do and you want to take drugs and then you want to go on television and talk about... Yeah, because you know she's been kicked out of the house that she uh, rented because she owes £5,000 in rent. And that's supposed to be a responsible adult. Not so good, is it, really? So, you know, perhaps the three weeks in rehab. Perhaps you'll get a little fee from the Jeremy Kyle show and perhaps one of the magazines will give her a little fee for shoving Columbia up her nose. And And then Jerry wrote to me. Jerry comes from Sittingbourne. He says, I'm intrigued by your repeated pronunciation of the word aphrodisiac. And, and so he says here, um, So wh- where are you getting this from? Well, I thought you'd be intelligent, Jerry. Obviously, you're not. The line comes from the film Gypsy, based on the real life story of Gypsy Rose Lee, where she was describing what she is, where they said, You're a stripper. She went, No. I'm an aphrodisiac. And I thought you'd know that, being an old person, but obviously you don't get out much. And then he says it also annoys me, because he's obviously not in the real world, uh, when you talk about sploffs, which were surely spliffs. They're sploffs. Where are you from? They're called sploffs. honestly. God, in heaven, honestly. Obviously, the further you get down to Sittingbourne, the balmier they become. But the line is from Gypsy, a 1962 film. You really must get out a little bit more. Or perhaps you can't remember things. Perhaps you've got to that stage already. Aren't you getting to that stage already, I'm afraid? Is Colleen Rooney. Now threatening to fly home from America with the kids and leave Wayne over there, he cosied up to a barmaid on a pub crawl ten hours. Seriously, I couldn't manage a ten-hour pub crawl. The marriage is now hanging by a thread. Oh, who cares? Seriously, listen, she should have ditched him ages ago, but she didn't. You know why? She's got nothing else. Well, nothing else. She's only got him and his 300000 quid a week or 150000 a week or whatever it is. And so it's a case of, you know what... It, I mean, surely... They've known each other since they were, like, 14 years old. Surely you know that when he's had a few sherbets, he chases after any old bit of skirt. Come on. We've seen a list of them. The old women, you know, the hookers, the people who sell stories on him. I mean, surely you must have realised this by now. By God, we did. We saw this ages ago. And now, they say, because the marriage is hanging by a thread, she might come home. Well, Well, then do it. Do it. What's the point? I mean, you know, she says, you've humiliated me again. Well, I mean, where they get that from, I don't know. I should imagine she must be feeling fairly fed up. The barmaid is called Vicky, and uh, that's what she does. She goes round and she wears very little clothing because she's part of Hooters. Check them out online. You can see what see what the girls wear. It's it's like hot pants and, uh, and sort of tops where your boobies are hanging out all over the place. And they're looking for people like Wayne Rooney. You know, keep drinking, keep drinking. The more money he drinks, the more tips you're going to get. He, of course, is obviously a bad drunk, has no idea, and, uh, and doesn't realise he's embarrassing the wife and the kids. I mean, surely. I mean, the, the press have said that T- time and time and time again. The barmaid said she'd happily party with him again. That's what they called it in America. They don't call it anything else. They call it partying. You know, in my day, partying was, oh, good, we've got a magician with a rabbit, and he's probably going to make a goldfish appear. Over in America, to get your boobs out. That's a party. Not the sort of party that we're all familiar with. But uh, his relationship with Colleen has been rocked by a string of misdemeanors. I mean, to be honest with you, does it? I mean, does it really matter? Do we care? Yes, I mean she's early thirties, so she's fairly young. He he was pictured chatting to her in the Brown Boxer bar before hitching a lift to the Shipwreck pub, and he was drinking till two thirty in the morning. Yes, I mean, it, he has the money to go drinking, but not when the wife is over there and the kids. Apparently, there's a hooters in Nottingham. I think the whole of Nottingham is hooters, isn't it? I don't want to be rude about it. Lovely girls, says Ian. Yeah, but it's I mean, the lighting's slightly dimmer than you can expect anywhere else. But, uh, well, it's it's a bit, a bit of a shame, really. Although they've actually managed to get a picture of him walking along a road with a big sign that says, Bumps Ahead. You know, it's kind of... It's, it's OK, isn't it? Then we had the BAFTAs last night, um, and it happened as we thought it would, Best Actress Olivia Colman. She must be delighted. And Best Actor went to Rami Malek, For Bohemian Rhapsody. We were hoping it was going to be uh, the Stan and Ollie film. Best original music, Star is Born. uh, And then people you've never heard of. In fact, 90% of people on this list you've never heard of. Because I've never heard of them. I mean, if I've never heard of them, there's no hope for poor old Jerry in Sittingbourne. He won't have heard of anybody at all. He's probably not even heard of Olivia Colman. Uh, Best sound went to Bohemian Rhapsody animated film, uh, Spider-Man. Who turned up? Kate Middleton. Uh, wearing, I think they were Diana's earrings. They never go to the um, to the party afterwards. I don't know why, actually. But uh, she's seen uh, in a in a bracelet, which I think was owned by the Queen Mother. She must be turning, I should imagine. Where, where's my bracelet gone? Um, uh, Kate's wearing it. What? What? I can imagine. Millie McIntosh. We're not sure what she was doing there. She's nothing to do with films. Nothing to do with anything at all, actually. But uh, she was was wearing a dress, which is very pretty. But she's not nothing to do with it. You're there under fraudulent uh, terms. Uh, Also, the partner of England footballer star Ryan Bertrand was robbed of her Rolex watch outside their mansion. Model Marie Birch was ordered to hand over the watch when she got out of a taxi. I mean, I can't help feeling, and I've said this actually on loads of occasions. Why would you want to wear something that's worth between ten and twenty or fifty thousand quid on your wrist? I mean, do you not realise if you get out of a taxi that some old so-and-so is going to take it off you? I mean, do you not see that? Even I can see that. Apparently she was shocked and distressed. Police were called, a little bit late by that, aren't they, in Cobham. Cobham, I was thinking Cobham. I know Cobham. What sort of people live around Cobham who rob people? God, could be anybody, I suppose. Because otherwise, I wouldn't know where, where they lived. I mean, she's in her late 20s. But uh, he was in the house with their two children at the time of the robbery. So she sort of goes out. The robbery is believed to had an accomplice driver. <sighs> Whatever it is, they've now got a Rolex. I mean, I wouldn't want one. I'm sure they're very lovely and very nice indeed. But if you wear something on your wrist that is worth a few thousand quid, somebody's going to take... They'll chop your wrist off to get it. They're not bothered. Don't go out wearing silly jewellery in future, please. Lee uh, says... I've heard a couple of sploths a night can be an aphrodisiac. They certainly can. Not if you're in Sittingbourne. Not if you're in Sittingbourne. Down there, they're still into wind Carness and a cup of Horlicks.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning. I went to Hooters in Nottingham, says
1: Kevin, when I stayed there, Steve. It wasn't my cup of tea. The girls were nice, but annoyingly, nothing like your local pub. It's, it's to, it appeals, it's sort of stag nights, isn't it? Isn't it that? I don't know. I'm assuming. I've never been to one. So I'm assuming it, it's probably a little bit like um, like a burger place, but the girls are wearing little clothing. I don't know I thought America seems to have these sort of places, and now apparently we we've got one as well and um, and i'm it, it kind of it appeals to the sort of the other I should imagine Vegas has got a hooters, but I should imagine most of these play i mean it's, it's topless and bottomless and oof, too much really, but you you have to pay for the privilege. Uh, Steve, it's Jennifer Aniston's 50th birthday today did you watch Friends? they said Brad Pitt went to the party Brad Pitt, way down the list I'm telling you because they had Gwyneth Paltrow George Clooney and his wife Amal plus Lisa Cudrow, Katy Perry Orlando Bloom Reese Witherspoon Noel Gallagher, who was staying in the hotel was banned from the restaurants due to the party and uh, an insider said Noel was staying there but didn't have an invite of course he hasn't, who is he? No, no, forget it, please. But uh, and Brad Pitt, of course, was there, so it was what they call. Oh, and um, um, that chat show host from America, the lesbian, whose name is Ellen DeGeneres, she was there as well, but dressed down a little bit. Not up to usual standards. Not up to usual standards. But there again, you know, if you're on, if you're sort of going out to a party, I don't like it when people say, "Oh, you've got to wear this. You've got to wear a suit. You've got to wear that kind of stuff." And uh, and somebody says you were talking about the theft of expensive items. I'm wondering what they would hijack from Daniela Westbrook. She must have funded Columbia over the years. Um, yes, it's, it's this constant attention-seeking. She's quite clearly damaged. She's quite clear there's something the matter with her. Because she goes on tel- for the umpteenth time to tell us about how she's done cocaine. And in fact, when he said to her, when did you last do cocaine? I'm thinking, oh, she's going to say a year ago. No, a matter of days ago. And, but, so she'll do coke, but she won't pay her rent. So they've kicked her out, quite rightly, too. Ainsley Harriet's touring the Caribbean whilst cooking. So lovely. Can you join him, please? Can't stand Ainsley Harriet. Can't stand him. He used to come up with all these jokes. Do you remember him when he used to appear on television? And he'd hold up a giant pepper mill and go... I think, I'm sorry, what are you referring to there? Are you just doing pervy stuff, because that's the way you are? He was never a chef. He was always a cook. And there was always the joke about the packet of sausages, which I won't go into at the moment. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Adrian says, my brother, who's a great fan of yours for many years, was told just over a week ago, Feb the 1st, that he only had between a few weeks and a few months left. He knew he had terminal cancer, but being told, you know, still a bit of a shock. Sadly, just over six hours later, he passed away. But uh, very sad. Listening to you was one of the few highlights of the day during the past three months. And he was only 68. Four months ago, he used to go to the gym. I know, I know. You can't explain anything to me about, uh, about cancer. Every single one is different. Every single one is different. When my mum was diagnosed with, with cancer, she had it, and then she got diagnosed again, and it was secondary cancer, and which means generally that they've cleared up the cancer that they've found, but there's a little bit hiding, and, and that learns to combat the drugs. And that was it. And so she knew it had come back, and, and she went to see her consultant, I tell you, I got really angry with the consultant. I'm sorry, I couldn't couldn't help it because he wouldn't tell us anything. He said it's between me and your mother. I said, well, "Excuse me." Anyway, my mother then wrote a letter of apology to him, saying, "I'm sorry that my, my sons were like that to you. I'd have dragged him over the bloody desk if I'd had my way." Anyway, uh, they, they, they'd said that it had learned how to uh, to multiply, and so with with the secondary cancer. She knew she was on a hiding to nothing, but she was very logistical about the whole thing. She sort of, you know, she did her letters. She gave away her, her jewellery and stuff like that to, uh, to her, her godchildren. She, uh, she saw all the family. She, you know, people could go around and see her. She was staying with her, with her sister Grace. And, um, and it, was, it was quite something because they gave her morphine. Unfortunately, morphine gave her the false sense of, uh, oh, I'm going to be all right. She thought because it, it made you feel a bit euphoric, she thought she was going to be fine. She had no idea that, in fact, the morphine was killing the pain, which, in fact, was sort of was sort of getting her in the end. But uh, she went through it, and then um, she went into a hospice and, uh, and stayed there. Not for very long, actually, not for very long. But most people go into hospices just for a rest, to give the family a rest, and... Um, Unfortunately for my mother, it it was not that. It was a case of she went in there and then she uh, she slowly slid down. And uh, it was all it was all a bit quick, actually. Lots of driving backwards and forwards. But you don't mind about that. That didn't sort of bother me. You just sort of say, all you say to the nurses is, is she going to be all right? You know, she's not going to die in any pain or anything like that. No, no, they've got everything, <clears throat> excuse me, and they, they make it all good. But th- she did say to me, she said, you know, when I said how long, she said, we, we can't tell. She said, we have to wait till somebody goes through different stages. And, um, and, and, so, and it's, it's so heartbreaking for all the families and for people. Because, you know, you're right. You get to 68, Adrian, and you think, 68 is nothing in this day and age. Nothing at all. It really isn't. It's nothing. And yet, all of a sudden, you think, blimey, 68. And you get to people who are 90, you know, I mean, I don't know how long I'm going to live for. I've got no idea. I mean, if I had a little a little book and I could have a look, a little sneaky peek, I might have a sneaky peek. I might just have a little look. Because I've kind of got this far. I've lost friends along the way who've died of all sorts of things. But I, it's sort of, it's a case of, you know, can you cling on? What's actually going to happen? What, what, you know, am I going to sort of, uh, sort of, you know, go, I don't know, am I going to get cancer or something? Have we got it? Where is it? How does it work? I don't know. <laughs> i got one here. Now, why did I get this one? From <laughs> My friend Callum, my friend Callum Hyder, who must be, must be up very early this morning or just going to bed, he sent me a lovely picture of the girls from Hooters, including my face superimposed on one of the girls with extremely large bazooms. Thank you very much, Callum. I realise I am a fantasy of yours. I realise that I never got my lunch date. Oh, I'll take you out for lunch, he says, three weeks ago. Were we all right in assuming you were having a little kip in the building, or was that something else? But uh, the Hooters girls are like—I mean, I can imagine that appealing to Callum. I can imagine his dad's a cab driver; it'll probably appeal to the cab driver side of him as well. But uh, let's have a look, see how many followers you've got. Huh, don't need to worry. Anyway, so uh, so that's why are you up so early on a Monday morning? Twenty-five minutes past four. Very odd, isn't it? Very odd. I do like to find out why sort of people... A little bit later, by the way, just for Callum's benefit and mine, we'll do the uh, the BAFTAs. We'll do the uh, the BAFTAs. And uh, who's going to come in and do them? We'll do it with, with Faye. Oh, lovely Faye's coming in, so she'll... Do- oh, God, she must be thrilled. You're coming in for 6.15. Lovely. Read the lotto, lout, says uh, Ian. If I came into a few million, I'd go on a humble bed and breakfast tour of the UK, searching out mundane things and keeping a low profile. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it depends what? I've already worked out that if, if I went Because somebody must have won the lottery the other day. They must have done because they've said coming up it's uh, it's £14 million or something. I remember thinking, where did the £120 million go to? Where did that go to? I got two notifications. I haven't bothered checking. I'm going to do my fantasy pretend. Because fantasy pretend means that you can pretend that you've won the lottery and then you decide what you're going to buy. And I've seen a nice house. But it's it was a big mansion... And it's now been split into four houses, but they're all particularly gorgeous. And so I thought that I would buy all of them, because actually, for where it is and for what it is, that would be cheap. But I would end up with uh, sixteen bedrooms, four kitchens, and twelve, fourteen bathrooms. It's a lot of towels, isn't it? Really. And then, and and then I had this argument with myself: What? What do you bought those for? And I go, it's an investment. It's an investment. I would like to think it was an investment so that, you know, if, if I then pass off, which I'm going to obviously at some point, uh, then I can leave it into my will. And uh, and then, you know, the family can rent them out or, or do whatever they want to do, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know. That, that's what I that's what I, I fancy. Uh, Susie says, I so agree with you about Ainsley Harriet. when he used to do ready steady cook. He was so smarmy and full of sexual anecdotes. Very slimy. It was this sort of holding up the giant pepper mill as if he was referring to himself as if it was some sort of joke that we weren't privy to. I just thought it was a bit, ugh, I'm afraid. Mark says, as a, a direct result of your in-conversation with Philip Glenister, I went out and bought the complete series of Life on Mars on Saturday. <gasps> I've, I've got a new DVD player on my bed. My, my friend Jordan thinks I'm mad. He said, what have you got a DVD player on your bed for? I said, because I can listen to, listen to, to DVDs and stuff like that. Oh well, there you go. And uh, so that was that. There's a Hooters Hotel in Vegas. Can't imagine what the room service is like. Says Rich in Romford. Do you know it would appeal to somebody like? I could just imagine Rich in Romford and his mates Dan, Dan, and a few other ones. Where are we going? Vegas. Where are we going? Hooters Hotel. You want to see the room service second to none? (laughs) My uncle had cancer and an enlarged aorta. The consultant says your aorta will get you before the cancer does, and it did. I've got mine being checked out this week on Friday. Friday. And it'll take about 20 minutes and then they'll tell you if you've got an enlarged aorta. Read into that what you want. Donald says my mother was diagnosed as having secondary cancer but being deaf she thought it was second year cancer whereby she had two years to live, died in under six months. Uh, my mother, three months. They said they said about three months. Three months seems to have been a, a standard kind of thing. Uh, my brother's first wife, her mother died and uh, we were there for Christmas. I've told you before and she was In bed because she was she was quite ill, so we were just checking that she was all right. And when the nurse came round, uh, she said she won't see Christmas Day, and she died Christmas Eve. So they were they were quite right. Uh, Philip in Bournemouth uh, says I was in America, 1996, and I thought I got away from Ainsley Harry. Only had him popping up on the television in the hotel room. Had to change the channel. Uh, Euro Millions, 131 million tomorrow night. Oh please God, it's me. I've already worked out what I want to do with it. Seriously, I've already worked out. I'm, going to, I'm everybody's going to get a present at LBC. Every single person is going to get a packet of Smarties, some jelly babies and some fruit. I think that's very generous of me. I mean, frankly, there will be a couple of people who won't be getting anything, but the majority of people will, will be getting a little little gift. It'd be like a, a basket, like the one, and you can have, have nice presents in it. No? Some, some people who've gone the extra bit will get a little bit extra, Two packets of Smarties, you know, so that's that's a bit it was no point one packet of smarties, we only have two. They're seventy pence each. You work at how many people work for LBC? It's very expensive. And also I might be throwing a little party at probably the Savoy or the Dorchester, with the added bonus of you can spend the night as well there. It's quite good, isn't it? This of course is all fantasy. None of this will ever take place if I do win tomorrow on the lottery. I'm taking back everything I've ever said about giving presents out to people. I might give, then I thought I'd perhaps give them all booze vouchers, but that's a bit pointless, isn't it? Because most of them are, ooh, booze voucher. And uh, so I could do that, actually. I've all got something from one of those shops, you know, perhaps, you know, £500 for everybody each. It's quite, I mean, at the moment, I can promise anything. Much easier. Uh, Ainsley Harrison is uh, Tommy Tomato and Percy Pepper. More like Pervy Pepper, says Lee. Those hands creep me out. I just, it was a bit, it was a bit unnecessary. We don't need that kind of thing, do we? We really don't. Uh, so it's Ainsley Harriet's can't cook, won't cook, cook will cook. Much
0: easier. You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. 27 minutes to five, Monday morning. I tell you now, it is colder out there than it was last week. Last week was fairly mild. This week, it's gone cold again. And I walked out went, oh, blimey, it is a bit nippy. We had all the wind, which was a bit naff. Shane says when you win the lottery, you could build a little theatre in your house... And play all your DVDs in style. Uh, but yes, I it's strange that, isn't it? What would I really want? If I had that sort of money, I'm definitely getting a Stormtrooper. There's a shop down the road for me. He makes the Stormtroopers uh, life-size and Darth Vader's and R2-D2's and stuff like that. And I'd like those because if, if I manage to get this house, you see, I've already I've been through the fantasy. I've been through the fantasy of contacting Knight Frank and going up to the house and them showing me the first one, which I know is 5.4 million. And then the second house, I think, is about uh, 3.8 million. So I'm going to say to him, so are they, they all available? And he'll he'll go, yes. I go, I'll take them all. But it's 17 million quid, which is what it would probably cost me to buy all four of them, is cheaper. and You know, because where it is, it's a mansion. And you've got four. Because they're all separate, you could have people moving in. I wouldn't want that. As you can well imagine, that's not my kind of thing at all. But uh, I just quite fancy the idea. And they're fully furnished. Well, they're fully furnished to show people what it looks like with furniture in. So I would then contact them. I've sorted this out. Listen, don't ever, don't ever underestimate what I could do with money. And and I've contacted the woman who put all the stuff in and said, how much? How much for all the furniture in the houses? And she said, this is my, my figure, £300,000. And I have said, two fifty, And she's gone, I can't. And I go, take it all out. Now she's not going to want to take it all out. She's going to want to leave it there. So we'd have to, we'd have to do that. Uh, Steve Ainsley Harriet is to cooking what Greg Wallace is to entertainment, says Billy. Greg Wallace. oh Greg Wallace. We only like John Turode. Uh, what's the big hoo-ha about equine flu? Says Mike. So Dobbin has got the sniffles. Don't they have lemsip for horses? I don't know, but it's it's stopped racing, hasn't it? Chris says uh, good luck with ao auto scan. Just had the operation as so I had an It Can take up to six months to recover. An aneurysm. What's that? I don't know, actually. I've heard of it. Because I've had... Uh, I've got stents. I've got stents in. So if you had an aneurysm which takes six months to recover. I feel it my, my recovery period is actually very, very good. A bulge in a blood vessel. Oh, right. Well, that's what they're going to do when they sort of... When they rub your tummy with this gel and then put a thing on there. They'd better look in there. And presumably i better look at the same time. Because they're going to tell you the results. They might as well show you. Steve, it's called a spliff when it's made into a cigarette, Sensimina or marijuana, I believe. Oh. I think sploffs. If you come from north of Durham, I think that's what they actually call it. I'm pretty certain it's it's definitely north of Durham. And it, in in Wales, it's a spluff. You know, I was going down the valleys with Marie to have a spluff. You know, that's how it works. And, uh, and it's different around the world. I mean, spluffs are fairly sort of common. Uh, somebody said, uh, can you stop talking about death? No, no, absolutely never stop talking about it. Absolutely never. That's the one thing we're not very good at in this country. Everybody else manages to deal with things really well. We can't deal with death. We can't deal with things like that. Whereas, in fact, it might make it a lot easier if we did. James in Hampshire... Says Ainsley Harrett used to give me the creeps. Apparently he's, he's on Google as a chef. No, he was a cook. He worked at Lord's Cricket Ground. He was a cook. OK, but uh, I much preferred Fern Britton. Oh, yes. We, Fern, Fern Britain just used to make me laugh. I like. There's loads of people I like. There's obviously a, a few zedless, talentless little bimbos who I'm not remotely interested in. Uh, Carl says, great to hear you for the first time this week. Had a bad weekend. My mum died a year after, so it's good to hear you. And, uh, and Lee says, sorry to hear about this, uh, this equine flu, but I had a donkey once that was a little horse. Oh, God. Uh, the GC's been voted off. Yeah, nobody liked her. Neither the panel. She's had the lowest marks on it. It's just an embarrassment. If you're doing a dancing programme and you look at some of the ones on there who are very good, look at Wes. He's 20. He wipes spots off her. She was just bloated and just got pushed on to the floor. Uh, I've been in Hooters in Vegas. As with most places, the girls are incredibly pretty. Dim lighting, Matt. Dim light. I tell you, see see him in daylight. And uh, they're not interested in your average Joe, to my disappointment. They spend most of the time looking around the high roller section. I know. You feel like you you always imagine that they're sort of there and you go, excuse me, gay. Now, sort (laughs) of. Oh, dear. On the subject of cancer, I try not to worry about it. Yeah, exactly. There's as much chance of being run over by a bus on the way home. We've obviously all got it, we just don't know what it is. Ian says, my favourite was Rusty Lee. Yes, her, her career sort of collapsed, didn't it? She had a little bit of a thing. She was paid by a company to advertise something, and I can't remember what, exactly what it was, but it was on one of the breakfast shows on television, and uh, they dropped her like a ton of hotcakes. She was promoting this stuff that she'd been paid to promote. It was all very embarrassing. I did a gig with her. I did a gig with her years and years and years ago. And, um, and then we did a in fact I've done a couple of things with her actually one of them was sort of a trolley dash it was in a new supermarket somewhere and uh, that was quite nice the tr- she managed to get far more food in her trolley as you can imagine than I did so Gemma Collins uh, still here missed the spot in her leopard print outfit and booted off, thank god for that she says I'm going to bow out gracefully there's nothing bowing out gracefully as you can well imagine the, the bowing out is, uh, is because you were rubbish you know, it's as simple as that. You couldn't dance, you couldn't do anything at all, you know, and you speak like a three-year-old, which is very embarrassing. And uh, and then you fell over during rehearsal. So obviously that rubbish with the shaman banging a drum and lighting a candle is a pile of rubbish, isn't it, really? Uh, also, 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 Jennifer Aniston. Do you know she's worth about £185 million? Pounds? Even if I won the lottery tomorrow, or you won the lottery, or anybody won the lottery, it's, uh, it's not a lot, is it, really, compared to what she's got, but she has had to work all her life. To ill hospitals? Says Phil. Go to hospital. They do. Do you know they do? There are horse hospitals where they sort of they, they sort of lie them down. They'd do all sort of, They they always look very ungainly horses. But that's uh, that's it. Uh, Majid was doing an hour about older drivers yesterday. Says Melanda. He had two amazing ladies back to back on the phone. Natalie and Miriam, both ninety-one, and drove every day. They were magical. Yes, I mean I've I've always seen. Funny. I just imagine that the sort of funny things going on when we get to a certain age, but uh, the Duke, he's not going to worry. As I say, he's got fifty thousand acres to drive in, which means he doesn't need to go anywhere near a road. They can't do anything about it. He doesn't need a driving license. I was amazed he had a driving license. I didn't. I mean, does the Queen have a driving license? I don't think so. No, she doesn't need one. So, uh, but anyway, he he will carry on driving on their land. It's as simple as that. That's the way it works. Uh, Gareth Gates uh, was reminiscing over the weekend about losing out to the competition winner Will Young in 2002. Still slightly sore 17 years later, it would seem. <laughs> Poor old Gareth. He's going to get married, actually, to his, uh, to his girlfriend. Uh, they're going to do it in a castle. Well, I say they're going to do it in a castle. Apparently, you know, it costs about 25 grand. To me, that sounds like an OK wedding. That's what it sounds like. It's, uh, it's an OK wedding and they will pay for it and they'll invite in. I bet they won't invite Will Young. I bet you anything. Although Will's having a bit of a, he was having a bit of a problem with gay cars a short while ago, so we weren't doing too well there. But you know, he sort of he sort of gets on. He, I thought he was the most sensible out of the people. I like Gareth because when they die and they lay me to rest, gonna go to the place that's the best. When they lay me down to die, going and he did it with the Kumars, and it's still infectious. It's still good fun. Although, admittedly, Gareth Gates would be the first person to admit he can't dance. For love nor money, he couldn't dance, but I thought he was brilliant. He did top of the pops, he did just about everything. Uh, Also, there's an explosive new Corbyn biography, which proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that uh, his chaotic private life shows he's not fit to lead. That's what all the papers were saying yesterday. Posh pregnant again? I think not. I think not. No, I mean, to to be honest with you, Dave's getting a bit old for that kind of thing now, and also it means, you know... I don't want to think about it, too. It's all terribly depressing. You know, they have enough children. They have enough children. Uh, there's a lovely thing here, My Marriage Secrets by Gary Barlow. So I thought, oh, that's interesting, as if I'm really interested, but I'm not. I'm not particularly interested. And so I sort of, I found the thing. It's in the the Daily Mail today. Where is the blooming thing? Because it, it, it was very telling at the end. They've got all sorts of features today, all sorts of features. So uh, where is it? I've lost it. Typical. You you lose something. Oh, here it is. You can relight your fire, says Gary Barlow. So they go through this this sort of interview, which is not really the most interesting interview. But at the very end, at the very end of the interview, it says uh, Gary Barlow is the face of. Osiris Eyewear, available exclusively at Specsavers. So it's a bit of PR puff, isn't it? (laughs) Honestly, well, James really need the money. Oh, dear, honestly. So that's what it is now. You read it at the end of all these interviews in OK Magazine. Listen, it's great he's still together with his wife. Fantastic. And then you see him wearing a pair of glasses, which, of course, we don't really see him wearing glasses. He talks eating disorders on Desert Island Discs, and then at the end it's this, you know, he's the new face of so and So it's Specsavers, isn't it? Do they have to look for so? They always have spectacle wearer of the year, don't they? I envy you, says Eddie, and your ability to just pop to the doctor's. I'm almost embarrassed to say I'm absolutely terrified of going to the doctor. Really? No, I love the doctor. It's the only place you can just walk in and take your clothes off and nobody says anything. Seriously, it's, it's fantastic. So you put it off, do you? Why? Is that because... I mean, I can tell you there is a person... Not too far from here, who hates doctors and uh and hospitals and things like that because they're um they 're quite quite private and they and they worried that uh that if they had to go into hospital for an operation he 'd be seen naked and that, and so some people worry about me i don 't worry about that at all. rip the clothes off, go on, have a good look, feast your eyes. You know, once you've stopped laughing, then we'll sort of, we'll take it on and we'll do the operation. Uh, Steve, now that GC is out of the ICE programme, could she not get a job as a backup to one of the Thames Barriers? Very cruel, Mike. We don't need that kind of talk. Listen, it's not her fault that she's that fat. It's because she eats. It's not her fault. I mean, some people, I've only got to look at a patisserie Valerie cake or two. And I nearly bought one the other day. I nearly bought cakes in. I thought, no, you know, those those milf. Oh, they're so, de- they're so deliciously So deliciously decadent, and I thought, no, I can't justify eating something like that, so I didn't. I try and avoid it, but I I did. The other day I had a little little trifle from Marks and Spencers. I still haven't found these bloody sausages, these heart-shaped sausages. You know, they've been talked about in the newspapers. Where are they? Nowhere. Nowhere. Saturday morning, up early, going around. In fact, you need to actually... um, you need to actually check out the podcast over the weekend to hear the Steve Allen disastrous bus journey. Pablo says, Gareth Gates said he lost his virginity to Katie Price. I know, but then he denied it. Do you remember, for ages and ages, she was going round saying, yeah, because she tells everybody. You know, because she has to, because she's paranoid. and said uh, yeah, And he said, no, I didn't. And then she said, I can prove I know that I slept with him. And she mentioned something. And um, and then he had to finally admit. I don't, I, to be honest with you, I don't think he'd had a uh, drink before that time because we had lots of pictures of Gareth falling out of nightclubs face down in the gutter. It was a bit Charlotte Church. You know, Charlotte Church's parents own a pub in uh, Welsh Wales, you know, where uh, spluffs are the order of the day. And in fact, the pub is so rough, the furniture is glued to the floor so you can't pick it up and throw it around. It's, seriously, it's it's as it's as bad as that. I bet it's not today. It's not that person. It's not... I could tell you it's Philip Chrysikos today. And the reason I know is because Philip Chrysikos said to me, he said, I'm, I'm reading your, uh, your news today. I went, woo! So excited, so excited. We tempted him with two satsumas yesterday. Like putty in my hands, ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, so Gareth Gates eventually had to admit that, yes, he had slept with Katie Price. But, you know, as I say, join the list. Join the list of people. Apparently she's going to get married to the latest bloke and they're going to adopt a child. I sincerely hope not. I think they have more than enough to look after at the moment. Also no money. Daniela Westbrook, no money. Kerry Coke-Tona, no money. They follow a pattern, don't they? They've all admitted to taking cocaine, including Katie Price, a rather stupid person, a bit thick, not a businesswoman. Kerry Katona sat down and told her children she'd taken cocaine, and uh, and Daniela Westbrook just goes on to any television program that will take her where she can drone on about her lackluster life. Uh, Steve, the richest female in Hollywood is Helen Hunt, says Ron Who's Helen Hunt? I've never even heard of her Jennifer Aniston, 185 million I'd be quite, I could live with that 185, I'd quite like to win 130, 140 million, Do do what you've got to do and then invest, although it's probably not worth doing, 100 million pounds but then you'd want to take people away and go into a holiday, wouldn't you? that that would be nice I'd like to take sort of friends away and then go we're going to a nudist speech but not tell them until we actually got there just to make it more entertaining so Jennifer Aniston 185 million Helena Hunt 300 million it's a lot of money isn't it It it's a lot of money although actually Robin Williams didn't leave a huge amount did he he was sort of working up until the end I think because he had ex-wives to pay and that's where it becomes very expensive you're listening
0: to a podcast from LBC
1: still to come the BBC going to cut their news bulletin Ten minutes shorter. Why? Because they want to stop people moving to ITV. Since when did the news ever come into a ratings battle? Okay, all they've got to do is just read words on an auto queue It's not complicated. They don't have to tap dance or juggle. But uh, they're planning on trimming it to stop viewers switching over. It's amazing how many people have complained bitterly about it. Talking of complaining bitterly, ministers yesterday have criticised a Tory MP who you'll know this is Sir Christopher Chope. I mean, quite clearly he's off his trolley, isn't he? He wants to... He's actually blocked legislation, which you know if you've listened to LBC over the last three or four days, uh, blocked legislation protecting girls from genital mutilation as the pressure grew on him to be deselected. This isn't the first thing he's actually come up with. He also opposed a bill, uh, such as one to ban upskirting, the taking of non-consensual photographs of underneath women's skirts, and another that would have pardoned codebreaker Alan Turing, who was arrested for homosexual acts and chemically castrated Is there something the matter? Is he barking mad or something? What is the matter with him? Chemical castration. He was in favour. Oh, no, we don't do that. I don't know. We don't want to. Certainly not going to sort of protect them. He's a homosexual. don't want to do things like that. But obviously, genital mutilation. Nobody can quite work out. He's obviously, I mean, if you ask anybody in the street, what do you think of the man who does something like that? He's an idiot. A classic idiot. Perhaps he's passed his cell by. Perhaps there's something the matter with him. But they're going to have a word with him. He obviously is quite mad. I mean, seriously, can't have people like that. That's just ridiculous. Uh, so the BBC News will be uh, will be ten minutes lighter, and uh, the change could happen as soon as March. It's interesting, isn't it? They hope that the ten thirty-five finish time would help retain viewers for the next show. Oh, unfortunately, God knows what the what the next show is. Labour's anti-Semitism crisis deepened, as you know. Tom Watson, who's an occasional presenter on LBC. Uh, accused activists of bullying a Jewish MP. He repeated his call for the party in Liverpool Wavertree to be suspended over its treatment of Luciana Berger. He said it was being investigated. It's absolutely disgraceful that that would occur within the Labour Party. Absolutely, and it take. I'm sorry, and and I don't I don't want to be uh, unkind to Tom Watson, because he's a very nice person. I know that because he follows me on Twitter. But, uh, excuse me, where is Jeremy Corbyn? Can somebody explain that to me? Where is Useless Man? Where is Useless Man? You got any thoughts on that one, Mr Corbyn? Obviously not. Obviously not. But uh, they've they've got the the ex-wives talking about him. Not in a favourable light. Diane Abbott. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. I don't know how long they went out. I mean, to be honest with you, I couldn't really care. But uh, now Grayling is under fire. He's another one. Where do they get these people from? These are an agency for really stupid people. This is the 13800000 million no-deal ferry contract. to a firm with no ships and no experience with ships. You couldn't make it up unless you were as thick as Mr Grayling. I mean, as, as some fellow Tory MPs have said, he's accused of having no grip on his job. Well, he hasn't got the faintest... How can you give that? That's like saying, uh, we're giving the lorry contract to Steve Allen because he saw a lorry once. That'll be it. I mean, he's faced widespread criticism. He's an idiot! How can you give a contract to run ferry services between Ramsgate in Kent and Ostend in Belgium, which they did in December, to a company that's got no ships? Never had any ships. I mean, God blimey, honestly. I mean, you remember, actually, when he was Justice Secretary, and I'd only reminded myself of this a short while ago, he banned families sending books to prisoners in 2012, later overturned by High Court judges. Uh, Also, presided over a £200 million contract to Carillion to run facilities management in prisons for £15 million less a year than the government could manage. Last uh, year, of course, to no great surprise, Carillion collapsed. You only wish that Grayling would go the same way. Oh, blimey. Uh, The last laugh at the tax man... ..was was, uh, Ken Dodd, because on his deathbed he got married got married to his girlfriend, so consequently the uh, the tax man couldn't get his hands on it. He was no fool, was Ken Dodd, he really wasn't. And uh, let's hope there's a special place in hell for chope. I mean, you just can't believe that somebody could be that insensitive and somebody who is that... You ask anybody on the streets, you say, what do you think of him? I tell you, the language you would... uh, Maybe I'd push to to find uh, somebody who could say something nice about him. Perhaps he's simple... Perhaps he's not intelligent. We think if somebody's got Sir, you know, in front of it, then they they must be intelligent. Quite clearly not. Uh, Peter from Hailing Island says, I've just got back from Goa. Never seen so many fat people. No wonder we've got so much obesity. I don't know why. I mean, is Goa a particular place where people eat very heavily fatty foods? I don't know. Mick the mechanic from Whitstable in Kent, commuting to East London, scraping ice off the screen to find the heaters packed up too. It's the last thing you need, isn't it? I've had cars before where the heat has been... Uh, sort of variable <laughs> to say the least Richard Gere's going to be um, a father again at the age of 69 he's uh, he's going to have a child with his third wife Alejandra Silva he's 69 she's 35 wow so uh, there you go he, I think the first wife was a supermodel Cindy Crawford and then there was another one called Carrie Lowell and he's got a son called Homer with her which is lovely isn't it really I think he's a bit old at 69, (laughs) you know, that's just what I think of. And uh, here she is, a disgraced JP, a GP, who went on a spending spree with uh, £190,000 worth of life savings of an elderly patient, faces legal action that could force her to repay the cash. I don't know, are doctors allowed to collect money? If somebody leaves you money or gives you money, isn't that acceptable? You know? Uh, Martin says, "Do you ever get annoyed by people keep coming up to you when you go shopping, or if you go on public transport?" No, no, not in the slightest. No, I just just generally kick them in the shins, and they go down fairly quickly. No, no, I don't know. We don't don't have a worry with things like that. If you go down to the tip today, you're in for a very big surprise. Why? Because this particular tip is in uh, Novaya Zemla. I think it's Russian-owned, and they've got it's it's a rubbish tip, but it is full of polar bears. Polar bears, they've, they, they've got them walking through people's houses. One walked into a block of flats. And here I'm looking at a picture. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 20 polar bears. All for, I mean, when these things stand up, they're between 9 and 13 feet tall. They could kill you immediately. and uh, But it is illegal to shoot them. Instead, specialists from Moscow advising on other measures to discourage the bears. They've got them in children's playgrounds and everything. In one part of Antarctica, they literally dart them and then they put them in a net and they fly them to somewhere hundreds of miles away. Because, you know, once, once it gets a little bit chilly and they get a little bit hungry then they start coming into town because the bright lights attract them and there's food and things like that. So that's why. But uh, apparently in this particular instance, you're not allowed to shoot them. Very worrying, isn't it? I love it. I was watching, what was I watching the other day? Oh, it was Ideal World. They've got another one of their electric bikes up. They go four nine nine. normal price six two nine or something like that. And they go, this, uh, w- w- once they're gone, they're gone. I thought, well, you've been saying this for the past year. You're obviously lying to us because all you do is go back to the company and go, could you make some more? We've just sold them load of old codswallop, isn't it? I mean, I feel embarrassed for the uh, for the poor sellers on there, and they go, and also the price will go up. When? When is the price going up? Do tell me. You can't flog them at the cheap price. You're not going to flog them at the expensive price. Very depressing, says Dan, to be living in a time in which Gemma Collins is known as a star. I need the likes of Betty Davis now. That's a star. It's it's the funny little voice she's got. So like, you know, I got to leave there. I mean, she sounds like Bobby Cole Norris. And then out on the town the other night, Scarlett Moffat. Another talentless one. And um, and she was out with Arj. I mean, seriously, how they both got in the back of the taxi. I've got no idea. Steve, the best birthday present I got yesterday was the GC skating off into the wilderness. Or more likely a TV... Oh, no, she's come up with something else now. She wants to go into I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Because if you remember, she only managed three, three days. And uh, so she wants to go back in it. Why don't we just sort of put it down to the fact she's talentless and... And and just get rid of. So much easier. If if I was running television, I would, you know, if I was running overall television, I'd have a, a decree. I do not want to see Daniela Westbrook on any programme. Any programme that puts her on, we're cancelling your programme. Simple as that, Okay, I don't want to see Katie Price... And I definitely don't want to see Gemma Collins. There's a few other people I could add onto the list, but uh, that's just the top three for the moment. Plus, doesn't Katie Price need to get divorced from Kieran Hayler first? Yeah, that's not happened. He's holding out. What for? I can't imagine. So there you go, Tom. You're in South End-on-Sea. Stay there. Much safer. Uh, coming up very shortly, the news at five o'clock. Shops are still selling fridges which are at risk of bursting into flames. Since Christmas, 19,000 high street jobs have been lost or threatened CCTV for all taxis to deter sex attacks and mourners toast to the coffin in a pub. He was a drinker, and his last wish was to have his coffin taken into the pub. So they propped him up at the bar and they all toasted him. What a way to go!
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. My friend Simon Beale very upset this morning. Seen the Callum Hyde picture of me now dressed up as somebody from Hooters, which is the, <laughs> the bar where uh, it all started for Wayne Rooney again. He decides to go out and have a few drinks. Gets friendly. The same as anybody. You know, when, if you go out to a bar and you have a few... You know, you might go in there not knowing anybody, but after you've had a few drinks, then you become friendly. If somebody comes and chats to you, and then you go, oh, you finish your shifts shortly, they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, do you want to go to another bar? Yeah, let's go to another bar. So they do about three or four bars. Unfortunately, it's Wayne Rooney, and he's married with children. And it basically looks poor old, uh, makes her look a bit silly. Because he obviously isn't remotely bothered. After he's had a few sherbets, he couldn't care less what he does. So he's prepared to embarrass her. a 10-hour bender. I've never had a 10-hour bender. I wouldn't, I wouldn't really... I mean, I don't think I could drink for 10 hours. In fact, I'm, I'm 99% certain I couldn't drink for 10 hours. I think I'd be on the floor with having sort of heart surgery. But uh, anyway, he, he, he does it, he goes off, he embarrasses her. I couldn't care less what he does. It's up to him. He's an idiot. You know, but he always was an idiot. I can remember actually when they when he first took off. I was watching the television and they decided to do a live link to his parents' house because he met Colleen as she was standing outside a chip shop with a bag of chips in her hand. And then they went to the family. They went to the family. So you had uh, you had his his family sitting there with fags on first thing in the morning. They were all sitting there like that. And then I think his grandfather swore and they all went. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. That obviously. <laughs> and then he sleeps with old people you know but that's that's the way it goes isn't it really but uh, this one's not a grandmother she in fact she's comparatively young i think she's early 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 20s early 20s early 30s but uh, she's obviously used to people like him and and she, she goes oh he's obviously got money cuz she won't know who he is she will now because the press will be on her doorstep going listen so so what happened with you and uh, the old bloke with the funny hair the one who's got the shredded wheat stuck on his head Um, Oh, I don't know. He was okay as a customer. We went out, we had a few drinks, and we shared a taxi, and that was nice. Married? He never mentioned marriage. Yes, he has three three children. Does he? Good Lord. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) So, uh, So, the Reverend Ruth Scott... Not very well. She's been given only a few weeks left to live. Very brave. Very brave. 19,000 high street jobs lost or threatened. I suspect the next one going under would be Patisserie Valerie. The uh, the bid was two million short, and they decided that two million was too much. So he's pulled out. He's pulled out. Also, the UK sends an aircraft carrier to the Pacific in a show of strength to China. Well, that'll frighten them, won't it? I'm sorry. And, the, and the Brits have got what? An aircraft carrier. Ha! Ah! <laughs> seriously. That's it, is it? We've just sent one. Just sent one. Transgender lags could be put in separate prison wings. How many are there? I've never known of it, uh, anything like that. The BBC's launching a spin-off of the Attenborough series Blue Planet. It's going to be called Blue Planet 2, and it'll have Chris Packham on it. Oh, God. God. Uh, Wimbledon could get a new £100 million concert venue. Oh, that's nice. Uh, I do love the story, though, about uh, Belfast Zoo, and they had a bit of a storm, which we all had, as you know, and it brought down some trees. So chimps, being very resourceful, put them up against the walls, just walked up them and climbed over. This is amazing. They just literally... And people went, well, how did they get out? They went, but because branches fell into their enclosure and they put them up against the wall and cli- Four of them got out. You can imagine them going, where... Are it's like, oh, dear, it's like cold-its. For 14 years, says Ron, I've avoided one, but this morning I've woken up to a stinking cold... I've been lucky. Touch wood. Somewhere. In here, please. Somewhere. Now. Soon. And um, it's a case of... uh, I haven't had a cold this year. I've managed to get away with just about everything. Steve, a bit worrying about the polar bears, but they're probably thinking to themselves, you've destroyed our homes with your global warming and we can't get no food. The trouble is that polar bears um, swim, as you know, and they can run very fast. And they can hear seals under the ice. If a sealed cub is under the ice in its little thing... The polar bear can hear it and they literally, you've seen them throwing themselves down onto the ice to literally rip them out and, and kill them because that's what they're surviving on. They want the seals because they've got the fat, they've got the blubber and uh, that's, that's, that's what they want. And then they, they would try and catch them on the ice flows, same as the killer whales, do exactly the same. They, they flash their, their tails, uh, the wave knocks the seal off into the water and they, uh, and they grab it and that's it. Uh, been a while, which doesn't mean I'm not listening, says Harry, my man in Ghana. Greetings to you and to Emily and Robert in South London. Do you think they know? Greetings to... Some- I used to love that. Years ago, we used to have a, a programme called Family Favourites. And it was somebody here, Gene or somebody... It could have been anybody, but Gene, I think, was the most popular one. And then somebody else who was in Malta. And it was a link-up for the forces. It was sort of... It was the uh, the precursor to BFBS. And they go... Hello, Jean, And Jean would go, greetings from London. Uh, Staff Sergeant Major Harry Webb uh, would like to say greetings to us, his... And they, that's what they would do. They would then play a music. So it was linking people up. Now, of course, they've got uh, BFBS, which is uh, run very successfully, and they've got a radio station over on the Falkland Islands. And also, I used to do some stuff for them years and years and years ago. But I, I never sort of imagined. I thought, D- do they listen to it? I don't know. But it, it was very big. It used to be based down at um, uh, Paddington. It's where their studios were. Lots of it. Johnny Walker used to do a show for all sorts of people. So the uh, the Flog It presenter returning with another BBC Antique Show. I'm, I'm sorry. It's and the the quiz that they're doing is basically a rip off of another quiz that they had only a only a short while ago. Why do we have to put up with these things? As I say, I, I was watching Flog It the other day, and I thought it's kind of run its course. Kind of run its course. I mean, I might be be wrong. People like that sort of thing. But it was was the patronising way the presenter looked at this poor old lady. And she had three different lots to sell. And she was obviously a bit deaf. And he went, you've got £500. And I felt like saying, don't you feel a bit guilty? You know, that she should have got a lot more. That should have been worth thousands. But no, she got £500. And they make it out to be so big. I know they have to agree to do these television programmes. Uh, so Jeremy Corbyn, debt so bad he had to sell home. Very middle class. You know, you see the house that he grew up in. Very posh. Ex-wives tell of dull marriages, ate cold beans and didn't go out. Well, he did because he managed to get hold of Diane Abbott. And I think that was in 19, 1979. How appropriate. 1979. Yes. Uh, he seemed keen to show her off, bringing two fellow campaigners back to the bedsit on the premise of stocking up on leaflets. They walked in to find a naked woman on the bed. That was Diane Abbott. And uh, he was apparently, uh, it was, somebody said it was still the late uh, 70s, still a point of interest, a white man with a black woman. So he was slightly showing off. I've got a new girlfriend and she's black. She was working, I think, for the National Council for Civil Liberties. But uh, as I say, they were both completely different people. But he was he was apparently a bit, bit naff. But what they're saying is it shows he's unfit to lead. I just think he's a bit old now, isn't he? I just think so. Uh, 8 for eight five oh. Faye says, would you like to be the father to four boys at the age of 33? I think there's three boys. I don't think there's four, is there? I don't know. Uh, so don't give Wayne a hard time. Uh, I bet he feels tied down. I mean, quite clearly he doesn't. That's why he's off out there. <laughs> That's why he's out having a bit of extracurricular. So, you know, I mean, but also... Poor old Colleen. (laughs) She's got to sit there, making herself look like a complete dipstick. See, the chimps escaping. Tis for. The chimps escaping from the zoo. It's the beginning of the planet of the apes. I know. Is that what happens? I see on Friday a lot of high school kids are striking for three hours in protest about the government doing more about climate change. That's good. Provided none of the students use the school run, i.e. walk or cycle to school, or, uh, or are not going on holiday by plane or car. I think if the guidelines are used, there'll be no strike. Kai, Clay, Kit, and Cass. They couldn't think of another name to begin with K for the fourth one, so Cass came in. So you've got Kai, Clay, Kit, and Cass. But uh, it's got nothing to do, Fay, with uh, with uh, with him being the father of four boys. We didn't ask him to have sex with Colleen. We didn't ask him to do anything like that. You know, basically, he's cheated. You know, throughout most of the boys' time, and then obviously comes back, and she goes, "Do you love me?" Ah! And he goes, "Of course I do. You have another kid, aren't you?" And that's how it generally works. So he doesn't feel tied down at all. If that's the last thing he feels. Last thing he feels. It's obviously just sort of one of those, uh, he doesn't have the commitment. Oh, delicious. Delicious. Uh, also, uh, what else do we have? Oh, there's a whole page on on Lumberjackpot. This is uh, Mikey Carroll, otherwise known as You Can't Be That Stupid. He won 9736000 he was—he uh, used to throw Big Macs and Nuggets at people. He had a Mercedes van emblazoned with King of Chavs. But uh, then he was barred from all the pubs. He was a bit simple, isn't he? You can't help somebody who's that stupid. And uh, so he lost it all. Everybody cheered. Everybody cheered, especially the next-door neighbours. Um, Two-thirds of Brits have enjoyed a fling with a colleague. I don't know where that's supposed to be. But apparently 22% dated the boss. Really? Who are those 22%? I want to know. I want to meet them. Over a quarter met their partner at work, and 26% of office flings led to marriage. So there you go. So if you're thinking about having an office fling, you're in keeping with everybody else in the country. You know, people like having a fling with... I suppose because you spend more time with people at, uh, at work than you do at home. So it's very easy to have relationships, isn't it? You know, where you sort of go out and you... You sort of go, uh, should we go for drinks after work? Yeah. I mean, I know quite a few people who are having relationships at work. You know, it's quite a normal thing to do. So you go out, you have a few drinks after work, and then they go, uh, should we go for something to eat? And they go, should we go straight to the Premier Inn? And so they cut out the middle man and go straight there. And then, and then of course, everybody at work goes, you know, so so, so is having an affair. And they go, no, they're not. You go, they are. I'm telling you, they are. And then and then people confront them. And you go, are you having an affair with so? so they go, No. I don't know why people are so protective, but, but they, they get a little bit sort of funny about that. Uh, Steve, I'm lying in my bed listening to you and I've just got cramped twice. I've had that before. You know when your leg goes stiff? Remember that one? And all of a sudden you look oh, oh, and you have to, and all the veins stick out on it. I don't know how it happens. I dare it move now. It's awful. Your confusing family favourites, the civilian request show, with two-way family favourites, went on on Sunday lunchtime It was for messages and record requests, says Dallas, between serving men and families overseas and their friends and relatives, black in blighty. Ron says judging by the traffic yesterday they must have had a full house of the rugby 80,000 80,000 did did we not kick France's bum did we not I don't know I never saw it apparently said we did we did very exciting bores me senseless seriously I couldn't care less about rugby game for girls as far as I'm concerned yeah it's dreadful nobody's nobody's interested in rugby all they can get 80,000 people I've got more people listening to this than going to rugby you know, I'm more of an institution, or should be in an institution. You know, 80,000 people. They just go there because they can drink. That's all it is. And then you see kids with their face painted with the England. Very chavvy. And uh, and then you've got people buying expensive burgers on the way to the match. You know, people love it. People love it. I mean, I can't knock it because I'm just not interested in stuff like that.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Isn't it lovely that they brought back Lofty?
1: And uh, Mary, Mary the Punk from EastEnders. I think that was 31 years after they left. Lofty is now 62, and Mary the Punk is now 54. They look exactly the same. Well, to me, they look exactly the same. And uh, and it's lovely. They're in there because um, Doctor Leg dies this week. Oops, oops. Doctor Leg dies. Oops again. What's the matter with you? Stop it. Doctor Leg dies. Stop it. Telling us about Dr Legg dying. He's dying? When? This week. Can't believe it. Stop it. Dr Legg's going to die. This week he's been there for ages and ages. But Linda gave up acting to work in web design and now runs a social media agency. And uh, she used to be a drug user in the in the programme. Do you remember it? I used to love him. Lofty. He's still around. Lofty Holloway and Mary Smith. Two of the original 26 characters. My God, they've got some history. They've got so... H- Harold Legg dies. That... Whoa! What's the matter? So they've come back for his funeral, because he's dead. No! Stop it! Ridiculous. Mary used to be a drug user. She was last seen getting on a bus out of Walford with Annie after clashing with her parents. Oh, no, no. they were all reminiscing about Dr Legg, who dies this week. No! Dr Legg's gone. He's gone. No, just remember, it's only pretend. <coughs> Excuse me. Lorraine in Manchester. Is that... No, it's Spain, isn't it? Lorraine in Spain stays... Thank you. Yeah. But she says she's in Manchester. And she says, Drink tonic water. It has the added ingredient quinine, which is the name of the tablets that GPs provide for cramp. Well, I can't go and take a tablet when I'm in bed and I get cramp. All I do is I have to rub my leg. I go, ah, ah. I don't get it very often. My mum keeps a bottle of tonic water by the bed. Oh. I don't... I know, I don't do it. I can't be bothered, actually. I just sort of stretch my leg out and then rub it very hard. And that stops that stops the sort of the pain. It is a it is a pain actually. It really is a pain. Not so good. Uh, Ricky Tomlinson warns time is running out in the battle to save free TV licences for the over seventy fives. I'm back on that one. I, I, I think this should be free for seventy five year olds, of course. Uh, also, oh, we've done Gemma Collins, a diva. Not really. <coughs> There's nothing nothing deverish about Gemma Collins. Nothing deaverish. really. It's just, it's it's a case of, you know, a bit lazy, bit talentless, and that's all it is. But uh, potential fire-risk fridges are still widely available. Argos and Curry's PC World, according to a report in the Daily Mirror, are stocking potentially unsafe plastic-backed fridges, fridge freezers and freezers. Despite warnings, they can be extremely flammable, according to which? They found AO.com. At 173 plastic backed models, Argos listed 137 and Currys PC World at 56 on the websites. Dear, uh, apparently, uh, AO said 9.5% of its items were plastic bagged, plastic backed. Currys PC World said 2.1% and Argos said it offered a small range. They shouldn't be in there at all. They really shouldn't be in there at all if they're that dangerous. We don't want uh, anything like that. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Also, there's... Oh, look, it's a picture of Ali and Deck. This is Declan Donnellan. Taking a break from the world's hardest job. And uh, that's not actually Britain's Got Talent. That's a night off from parenting. They enjoyed a romantic meal at the Ivy in Manchester, which is lovely. Uh, He's currently filming Britain's Got Talent. He said, being a dad was the hardest thing I've ever done, but I'm loving it, which is good. We like that one. Also, she's the first female winner of SAS Who Dares wins. I can't bear those sort of programmes. I'm not remotely interested. The dullest things on television, really. Dull, dull, dull. And uh, they've got somebody called Aunt Middleton who... who pres- I've got no idea who these people are. But um, it's just... It's just... NAF television. Who's interested in whether somebody can actually do something that you can't do? I couldn't care less. Could you? Uh, Steve says, John Eboy. I've got a soft spot for Gemma Collins. It's called Romney Marsh. Da, 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 da. Uh, did you see the news about Megan Sparkles, as Nick Abbott calls her? when she did contact her father, writing him a five-page letter around the time of the wedding and then a further email confirming that he did take money from her, which he denied in subsequent TV interviews. It's terrible the way he's used her. They also sent a palace consort to his home. It turns out that uh, she needs to be left alone for a while, says Alison. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, they're quite clearly a ghastly family. It's as simple as that. There must be more to it. I don't... uh, I couldn't care less. I just think that the royal family... They've got no idea half the time. They didn't know how to, a few weeks ago, deal with people who were, um, who were trolling Meghan and trolling Kate. They had no idea what, what to do because they're stuck in the dark ages. Seriously, they'd have better luck, you know, sending people to the Tower because years and years ago... Nowadays, you've, you've got the media. The media will lap up things like this. You watch. I bet you anything that today, Gemma Collins will be either on This Morning or something else like that so she can drone on about how blooming useless she is. That's it, because I thought that my time was, like, up. Your time was up years ago, darling. Jane says maybe Gemma Collins was voted off last night as an iceberg was forming as a result of her continually smacking on the ice rink, causing cracks. Well, no, they had a shaman in. Or, a, you know, whatever they call them. A psychic who sort of banged a drum and lit a candle so she wouldn't fall over on the ice. The reason she falls over on the ice is because she can't dance. She's just wasted everybody's time. But she gets the fee. And she gets loads of coverage, but, I mean, a bit sad. Her and Tragic Arge, I think they're absolutely so appropriate. I thought Dr Legg died years ago, says Joanne. Stop it! Stop it! No, he's died this week. Shh. Come closer, he's died this week. That's, that's why they've actually gone back to film the funeral. Well, I don't think they're going to bury him if he's alive, are they? So, I mean, did he die years ago? I don't know. I'm seriously not too sure. I thought it was only Recently. But what, what do I know about it? I don't even watch the programme. doesn't really help, does it? Uh, lots of Valentine's Day things. Morrison's have got um, uh, four, four roses and four other things for 15 quid. Uh, a Valentine's Day bouquet for 10. A dozen red roses is a fiver. But they've got rainbow roses, obviously for homosexual people. So you can't do... And they're, they're very pretty. They're four pounds each. Seems like, So each petal is a different colour. I don't think they're supposed to be for gay people, but, you know, if you're feeling a bit left out, these are the roses for you. Well, it just says the best rainbow rose. It doesn't say roses, it says rose, £4. So that's... Because all the others have got pictures of bouquets. So this one is £4 for one rose. But it's all different colours. It's very pretty. Very... What? Well, it, I mean, yeah, but it might take... I don't know how big it is. It might be sort of 18 inches. You know, it might it might be something... I don't know, perhaps I need to go and buy one or something, but it, it does seem quite nice. You'll probably find them on their website on Morrison's website, and it's a rainbow. It's called Rainbow Rose: the Best. The other ones do not s- Oh, they do. Rose and bloom, the best. The pure love bouquet, 20 quid. It's not a lot, is it really? Not a lot. Let's have a look. Where have we got it. Okay, then pretty, aren't they? At 12 pounds there? What kind of we're looking for Rainbow Rose. Rainbow Rose. So, let's have a quick check on the internet. That's what we can do, actually. We can do things instantly. And on their internet, they've got nothing. Nothing. No mention of Rainbow Rose. No results showing at all. I mean, is there something the matter with these places now? Can they not, you know, update everything? It's like I was even saying to my friend in Marks and Spencer's, where are these sausage hearts? Oh, there they are. Uh, But it's not on its website. Actually, en masse, they look horrible. But individually, they're, they're, I wonder how that works. Is that sprayed? Or is it—is it sort of... Um, I don't know. It's very clever, isn't it? Very clever. I think they're, they're very sort of pretty in a peculiar sort of gay way. It's to raise money for LGBTQ. There you go. Four, they're quite big, aren't they? Are they real? What if they're real? It's, it's for the Youth Homeless Charity. So that's good, isn't it? They, they tell you about pride and stuff like that. They're very pretty. I like them. I want one of those. Definitely. They're stocking them this Valentine's Day for the first time. They've been designed to celebrate love. Lovely. <laughs> £4 pounds per rose. There you go. Like, see, red rose you can get for 2 quid each, £5 pound for a dozen. These ones, uh, £4 pounds and 50 pence from each sale will go to the charity. And they're £4 pounds each. <laughs> I think you could do a little bit better than that, don't you? And also, could anybody from Mars... Oh, two things. Can anybody from Mars Centre tell me when you're going to be selling the heart-shaped sausage? Because so far, I've not found it. And I've been out, I've been everywhere. And I can't find them. And the other thing is, if you're in London, can anybody tell me, please, have Burberry close their store in Knightsbridge because all their windows are blacked out. And they have been for the best part of a few weeks. And I thought, normally, if they're doing a window display, they pull the blinds down, then they do it. But I would love... ...to find out exactly what's what's going on. Somebody says Dr Legg died years ago. No, he didn't. He didn't, didn't, didn't. I think you're mixing up with Bobby Ewing. No, he came out of the shower. Oh, there you go. Gemma Collins will be on Loose Women today. Oh, God, honestly. Watch them brown-nosing. Watch them brown-nosing. It's the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. Nobody on that panel. And there's a few that I really am big fans of. Big fans of. You know, I want them to go so... Because we all knew that uh, there was one member of panel some years ago, and she hated Jordan. She didn't like Jordan at all. There was no love lost. and Because uh, Jordan just droned on about herself. So you're going to get Gemma Collins on there, because I'm like the GC. And uh, I'm expecting somebody to say, what is your talent, dear? Do you have a talent? You know, how much money have you made? Not as much as you think. Not as much as you think. You know, And Joey Essex, having to do a a car advert now, isn't it? Really dreadful. Uh, for cramp, Steve, try a, a tablet of... of soap in the bed it really works says mary oh no <laughs> no 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 can't have a tablet of soap in the bed that'd be ridiculous you'd shoot out one side and out the other uh steve so the shaman person did work on the bad omens got rid of Gemma collins so you're not wrong there are you and she'll be turning up on to and so she'll have to put her hair in rollers because frankly and you know only arge has ever seen her without the makeup and without the hair done ropey in uh, in the extreme, perhaps she'll turn up as well. He doesn't seem to have a job at the moment, does he? Perhaps his job is being a handbag for Gemma Collins. But, uh, it's all a bit embarrassing. So she'll turn up on loose women. they'll be going. Oh, we're so excited to have you here. And we're all going. Oh God, no! What's she going to tell you? What's she going to tell you? Because I'm like thinking about doing other things. And I would have walked if Brian. Oh, it's the same old rubbish, isn't it? Might as well put Daniela Westbrook on there. But uh, they need to kick some, some ass, as they say, in the, in the business.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Very interesting, actually. m is selling the so-called love sausage, says Peter. Well, it's not in the shops. It's not in the shops. And I wish it could be. I did three the other day. You know, people look at you blankly. You know, do you have the love sausage? They look at you like they're about to call the police. It's terrible. Bar of soap, says Gillian. Works great for the Berencian. I am not putting soap in my bed. Absolutely not. Do you know I threw a load of CDs out the other day? My God, it was liberating. I had all these CDs, and uh, because my last CD player broke, I, I already had a spare one anyway, so I was quite lucky. Uh, Ali from Richmond says, Yes, Burberry has shut down in Knightsbridge to be replaced by Dior. Good Lord, I mean, they have been there for donkey's years. They're for donkey's years. Are they still, are they still showing Knightsbridge open? Because their windows have been not just boarded up, it's, it almost looks like it's, it's, a, it's listed as a store that's open. I don't know how you get into it. Perhaps (laughs) there's some new way. Anybody else know? Anybody used to work there? Do tell me, please. I would like to know. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. And, uh, oh, very cross. Very cross from James McVeigh, who's in the vamps. That's the one who didn't eat in the jungle. The one who went sort of from this thin to... Where's he gone? He disappeared completely. I mean, you know, possibly I could model my body on his. But he says, oi, you... I knew that was a bad start. Lovely listening to your show here in the Seychelles. The Seychelles, honestly. Whereabouts in the Seychelles? I don't know anything about the Seychelles, but don't you offend one of my favourite shows, SAS, that SAS thing. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do things... That, I'm sorry, James, I can't do stuff like that. You know, I think I've got to have certain standards and anything to do with the SAS. And, of course, actually, I'm in, I'm in a better position to talk about that than you, strangely enough, and you won't know this. You won't know this, because my father, my late father, used to run the Special Forces Club, which was a a club for secret agents and things like that in Knightsbridge. The Queen Mother used to be the president of it, and that's what my my late father did. Uh, The Burberry store says Lee is relocated from Knightsbridge to Sloane Street. It's a big store, isn't it? Big store. But, uh, you know... I think it's about time Bernard Cribbins and Nicholas Parsons were made sirs for services to entertainment. They should be way ahead of sports people, says Mo. I know, because all sports people do now is uh, is sort of, you know, just sort of turn up as, as pundits. Uh, Steve, Burberry are moving to Hans Crescent. <laughs> they seem to be moving all over the place. Next door to Harrods, where Zara is currently located, says Eamon and Ealing. All right. And uh, Dr. Leg had a green Austin princess. That's what died years ago, probably, says Ron. And Google said the heart-shaped sausage became available on the 8th of February. It's called the Love Sausage. Well, it's not. It's absolutely not. Today is the 11th. I've been in shops first thing in the morning. I went to, um, to Kew, which is a huge one. Huge one. And uh, they didn't have it there. So, you know, where is it? And don't give me these uh, sort of excuses that, oh, it'll come out on Valentine's Day. Because they had Christmas stuff on sale long before Christmas. And they've got Valentine's Day stuff in at the moment. So there's no excuse on this one. You watch it. This will be the biggest PR disaster they've ever had. Mind you, I was wrong, wasn't I? I did say that Gemma Collins, because I thought the whole thing was just a bright old bunch of hooey, would still be in the Dancing on Ice, but she's not. She's gone, thank God. and us hope it, she never reappears. and she's, I mean, all these people do is wander from, from sort of show to show. What she'll do now, She take because yeah, it's so exhausting, she'll take a little holiday. Perhaps she'll... Take that deadbeat arge with her. Uh, what is a love sausage? It's um, it's a heart-shaped sausage. You cook it and then you put an egg in the middle of it. Don't ask me. Don't ask me. I read over the weekend, Vienna Zoo is the oldest in the world. Is worth a visit. Did you go there? Yes, of course. Uh, coloured roses sold at Brixton Tube Station store. It's dye in the growth or water, says it. It can't be. <clears throat> it can't be dye in the water. You know why? Because they're, they're capillary action roses. So they're sucking up. Well, they're sucking up all different colours, so each leaf becomes a different colour, each petal. Of course not. Can't be that. Went to visit the ageing peas on Merseyside, says tanker driver Phil. On the way home, I drove into heavy snow blowing sideways in the wind. It was so heavy I could hardly see ahead and the road was rapidly covered. Was there a bobble-hatted bimbo with a camera crew filming my 4x4, struggling over the Pennines? No. But get a few flakes south of Watford and it's all over the TV and you won't hear the end of it. Long live the north-south divide. I'm there! James says, if you could get a hold of some love sausage, who would you share it with? Nobody. Me. Share it with me. Me. Uh, Steve, for leg cramp, point toes to nose, rotate ankle clockwise. <laughs> yes. And then call the ambulance. I suppose that would be a lot easier, wouldn't it, really? <clears throat> so, Olivia's the Queen of the BAFTAs. 6.15 this morning. We'll have a chat to, uh, to Faye. And she will, uh, <clears throat> she will tell us all about the BAFTAs. Who wore what? Who got what? Are they all happy, uh, or are they not happy? I suspect they are happy. I, I really think they are. And uh, and there was a big party as well. Uh, but whether or not, whether or not the uh, the royals went to the party, they haven't managed to up until now. I suppose they're always worried that somebody else is going to be there. Um 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 um. The trouble is, you get the feeling, don't you? The Gemma's sort of standing there, being a bit supercilious with their nose stuck up in the air, going, "Because I'm the GC." You know, whereas, in fact, if the loose women fawn over her, which they are prone to doing, I shall be so cross, so cross. Uh, Other story, they're going big, going big on Jennifer Aniston's birthday party. I mean, she's only 50, for God's sake. It's not like she's reached the dizzying heights of 99. She's only 50. Uh, Also, 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 what's this? Oh, football. Defiant Ipswich boss Paul Lambert had no regrets over his red card. Blah, 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 blah. God, pages on football. Pages on football. And Celebs Go Policing. And here they are. Katie Piper, we know. Penny Lancaster from Loose Women. And uh, what have we got here? And Jamie Lang, who's been on just about every blooming programme that there is. I mean, there can't be many things left for him, can there? And he's also dreadfully dull. But uh, there again, I mean, his his little best friend. The other one uh, is also dreadfully dull. James Martin's Great British Adventure. Uh, is doing one here begins in the Orkney Isles, uh, hitches up with uh, Nick Nairn, and discovers the best vinegar. And he goes to North Ronaldsay, one of the remotes of the the Orkneys, and home to Billy Muir, who rears a unique herd of sheep. They outnumber the human people. And then Master Chef, uh, that's got the dreadful Greg Wallace with the fake smile. You know, the one that looks as bad as uh, as Mark Wright. You know, for fake smiles, look no further. Uh, I have no copy of the, the Express today and no copy of the Daily Star. Probably will be breathing a sigh of relief. And, uh, but we haven't. Also, Megan, you watch me suffer as my sister spread lies. What a revolting family they are. Seriously. Uh, the lease expired, says Mark, on the Burberry store. They've got another store at 14 to 18 Brompton Road, which is next door and still trading. They've also agreed to take a new flagship store opposite the new development on the corner of Brompton Road and Sloan Street. It's roaming in a couple of years' time. Good Lord i think they'll still be around i can remember actually it was daniela westbrook that basically killed burberry she turned up with a burberry hat burberry skirt burberry pram burberry everything really made it look cheap uh, steve uh for leg cramp just kick your snoring husband it's amazing how it does the trick uh, steve and uh getting cramped by eating too much salt says scott i don't eat salt I don't have any salt, unless there's a few items of salt. But I'm not eating anything that's uh, particularly big into salt. Uh, Olivia's Queen of the Baftas, and then the dresses came out. Lily Collins, very nice. All, they've all had the professional makeup artists in uh, to have a look. Kate Blanchett, every looking very. Some some of the things didn't look so great, but most of them, most of them are uh, absolutely fine. Uh, also, as a daytime TV show format, it's almost as old as the treasure is, it features. But the BBC is launching yet another antique show, three years after the government urged the corporation to stop relying on collectibles programmes. They've taken not a blind bit of notice. The broadcaster has drafted in Paul Martin to front... I mean, again, I mean, if ever there was a man that don't touch the contestants... He's got this thing about touching people, really very, very not nice. But he's been drafted in to front curiosity. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, to be honest with you, perhaps he'll buy some decent clothes. He's wearing clothes from the 1960s, but he dated. But this has got two teams' value and date items in the presenter's fictional shop against the clock. Fifteen-part series you've got to suffer with on this one. But, uh, I mean, the, the, the parallel, surely, would be with Make Me a Dealer, which sees amateur dealers invest their own cash to buy items at auction but try, before they try and sell them for profit. The broadcaster also airs Antique Roach on Sunday evenings. It acts weekday afternoon series flog it in October. Doesn't stop them showing repeats, though. I might have axed it. A BBC spokesman called Curiosity, a unique new competitive format set in a studio that puts contestants' knowledge of collectibles to the test. Oh go away, you silly old tart, honestly. Of course it doesn't, just be another blooming dreary show, hosted by another dreary presenter who's who's limiting uh, skills at presenting and doing a Chris show are going to be really put to the test. Uh, Steve, uh, I got the same deal as you from Iceland, the wok and the rice. Used the wok once and all of the non-stick coating came off. When washing it up, I had to throw it away. But I, I've got two. I've got two. Stacey cel- celebrates a birthday today. So many happy returns of the day. Uh, and somebody says, I've just tried pointing my toe toward my nose and rotating it. And I've slipped out of bed. And I think I've broken my leg. Yeah, fantastic. That's what I like to hear, you see. Just take notice of what we say. <laughs> so much easier. Uh, Charlie Gerling says, uh, it's on. I've sent Thomas D, the PR. Is he with you now? No? No, definitely not. Definitely not. Wait a minute. I'll, I'll I'll see if I can get a message through to him. Oi, fat boy. Have you got the message through? Charlie's up very at 5.43. You got the message through from Charlie? He's sticking his thumb up, Charlie Does that help? okay, you've understood it it's oh yeah, yeah, he's also booked, booked the studio charlie i'm I'm passing mess- it's like two way family favorites, isn't it? I'm just passing on the do you know who Charlie is? Have you met charlie? you met her have you all right how oh here we go. Wait a minute. <laughs> the black cab poet has now shared a photo with me as well, which is quite nice woo. <laughs> He says, if you wake up with bad leg cramp, don't get up too quickly. A few years ago, I jumped out of bed with a bad cramp. Only if it had a rush away from my head, resulting in me passing out and falling flat on my face. Actually, if if you do get clamped, you go, oh, oh, and you have to turn sideways and you have to rub your leg. It's a plumbing pain, it really is. It only lasts a matter of seconds, it seems like, forever and a day. Uh, Steve, have a look at the Cadbury Rumba advert. It was on TV earlier, and a person you mentioned... Today, see if the actor looks familiar, just the accent isn't the normal one. The Cadbury Rumber. advert. I don't even know what rumber is. What's rumber? Is that um, that something I've never heard of? And Spicer says, it's either the healing power of the NHS or listening to your show, but this morning I find I can walk again. Well, I can raise them from the dead, me. i managed to stagger over to where my phone was charging and uh, fire up the LBC app. Thrilled not even to have cramps. Spiking at 100% again. Which is all good news. Which is all good news. Uh, no bidders for the uh, for the paintings attributed to Adolf Hitler. Uh, three of them, I think there were three watercolors. Uh, they think that Hitler painted two thousand pictures, but they have value. These ones were starting at sixteen thousand, but uh, sixty-three other paintings attribute to the leader to probe claims that they were fake. So they're not uh, they're not too happy with them at all at the moment. And uh, what was the other one? Oh, yes, the AA say older motorists should take a regular eye test. Mm.
0: I, I don't qualify for that one at all, which is very good news. You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: Morning, every 11 minutes to six. I wonder what time it is in the Seychelles. I if it's sort of time for breakfast or whether we're on to lunch. I never know, actually. People sort of listen to the programme. They go, listening to you, and you think, I wonder what time it is over there. I can now tell you. Ten to ten in the morning. So that's, uh, we've just had, obviously, breakfast. That's obviously what, uh, what uh, James McVeigh has had. Uh, but uh, he, he likes the SAS programme. Don't stretch yourself. I hope, Steve, says Mark in Bristol, that Syrah Khan is on Loose Women when Gemma Collins visits today. They can reminisce over their journeys on non-dancing on ice. I wonder who'll win the battle of the egos of both the clueless non-entities and dreary beyond belief. Oh, she's so boring. And Gemma Collins isn't any better either. <laughs> he says, uh, I wonder if it'll put an end to this series of loose women or completely. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. They seem to like, I want to know what, you know, there are certain people that I like watching on the panel and then there's some of them, they're just dreary beyond belief. And I think dreary actually is a, is a very good word. Very good word. Uh, did you see in the papers over the weekend about the gran who was at a dream boy strip show and got hit in the eye with a pair of trousers? I didn't. The trouble is, they, they wouldn't be a proper pair of trousers. They'll be Velcro trousers that they sort of lean back and then rip them off. And also, the, you don't see anything. It's not a strip show. Well, strip show, only so much as you see more if somebody's having a shower. But they don't actually show anything. They can't. I don't think we allowed things like that. But anyway, she, she wants compensation. Well, I'm not surprised you got hit in the eye. I'll be wanting compensation too. I'm heavily pregnant. Not me. Somebody writing in, and recommended by doctors to only sleep on my left side for a whole nine months. And these leg cramps are unbelievable. There you go. And uh, Jane said, would love to tell some bitter XLBC presenters when disparaging the spike to sit on it. I know, they don't know about the spike. They don't have any of that kind of thing going on. In fact, base of zero, which is on a, a shame, really. Steve, on the chase last week, one woman was, was left. She beat the chaser in the final round and won £70,000, says Pauline Ealing. Amazing. I like it. They're doing a celebrity version of it. It'll be, again, finding celebrities is very difficult. The only ones you can really find are the Drearies. You know, the people that sort of, they just go out onto the night uh, club scene and they just sort of prop up bars and uh, wear far too much makeup. Uh, Spicer says, now off to see if I can make it to the nurses' station to catch a cup of tea and my phenital patch. I'm in with a good chance for Quality Street. Caramel too, as I'll be pleased not to have me using a bedpan and a catheter again. (laughs) There's obviously a lot of people in hospitals listening to this programme, which actually doesn't bother me. I, I quite like that idea because uh, here we are, it's Monday morning, it's colder out there uh, than it has been of late. So dress up. Don't think that it's warm. It isn't. It's not like yesterday at all. Uh, why won't Baroness Brady, scourge of sexists, denounce Green? And uh, uh, the government adviser refused to resign as chairman of the tycoon's business Empire. As claims of sexual harassment, bullying, and racism continue to mount against him, I heard the other day. I was hearing the other day, and I can't believe the story that there was a a local BBC station, a local BBC station, with people complaining about bullying on there. Have you heard of this one? People complaining about bullying. Two people suspended. Two people suspended for uh, for bullying allegations. But no, but not just sort of you know one or two. This was like 70 people. I didn't know that BBC Local Radio had 70 people, but there you go. Uh, 70 people have complained about it, and it made the local papers, but it hasn't actually um, made the national papers. I would have thought when that amount of people complain about something, you know, it would be be in the public interest, would you not? Uh, You're in the business, Steve. What happened to... uh, I don't know, actually. No idea. Not a clue. Probably still around somewhere. You know, some people do. And have uh, you found that other one? Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? I'd never... I'd, I'd, seriously, I was quite... Somebody told me the other day. I can't remember who told me. And they said there's this... Two people have been suspended. 70 people complained about bullying and stuff like that. One person was reduced to tears. Well, this, this should be in the public domain, shouldn't it? I would have thought so. Birthdays today to Sheryl Crow and Dennis Skinner, the beast of Bolsover. 87 he is, apparently. <laughs> but uh, Cheryl Crow has sold 50 million albums. More, uh, better known for her colourful dating life. Thomas Edison, born in 1847, and Eva Gabor, the actress and comedian, the younger sister of Jozsef Gabor and Magda. There are 20 weddings between them. <laughs> so anyway, she's she's not with us. She she passed on a little while ago. Uh, as indeed did all of them. Also, 50 pharmacies probed over supplying drugs to black market dealers. This one doesn't surprise me in the slightest. uh, Julie Cooper, MP, Labour's community health spokesman, says rogue pharmacists need to be brought to book, adding, I take a very dim view of any health professional who risks the safety of the public. I love it when they say things like that because it it makes my, my heart swells with pride and I think, that's fine, they're going to sort it all out and then they do nothing at all, absolutely nothing. Great shame, isn't it? Uh, listening to from uh, Hermanus in South Africa. It's almost 0800 hours, says Noel. How lovely. That sounds... I've never, never heard of Hermanus. Wherever it is, I'm sure it's lovely. I've often wanted to go to South Africa, and then somebody says, why do you want to go to South Africa? I said, I don't know. I just want to go to South Africa. Loads of places I want to go to. Uh, Steve, I think they need to bring back CBBC on BBC One from three till six. They haven't really been able to, uh, to fill anything... Uh, into that spot since they gave the kids their own channel. I should look forward to coming home from school and watching Grange Hill. It's all changed now, hasn't it? They, they've discovered that kids watch all these other programmes. They obviously think that they're going to be watching the news on the BBC, but, uh, you know, the CBB... I think it's been moved, isn't it? So it shouldn't... I mean, I'm, I'm, I thought it was moved up to Manchester. I might be wrong there. But as far as I'm concerned, it's the television centre. Where is it? News is in London. Because you can see them doing the news if you walk past their building... It's always good to stand at the back of it and go, ooh, like that. The breakfast programme's in Salford. Best place for it, to be honest with you. Salford. What's Salford famous for? Oh, it's famous for matchstick men, cats and dogs, isn't it? Of course. Ellis Lowry. Um, uh, The silly old woman hitting the eye with the trousers should have been using her opera glasses, says Holly, like any sensible woman would do at that show. And uh, and Richard says, were you upset that James O'Brien, Dave O'Brien, sorry, gets a bigger audience than you? No, no, no. We're actually, we're actually very close. But, of course, I'm on at four in the morning. He's on, he's on daytime. No, no, you never worry about things like that. Why would you worry about that? Never, never, there's, no, there's no rivalry between shows. I mean, there are loads of shows I've got a bigger audience there. But, I mean, there's no rivalry. We're all working for the, for the same good of it. We're all doing the same thing. So when he does well, I congratulate him. When I do well, he congratulates me. I love the way you sort of, Perhaps you don't think presenters talk to each other. This is LBC. Of course, we talk to each other. We're very much nicer people than other. I'm gonna Going to be another one. I can tell just always tell, can't you? Well, second like thoughts maybe there isn't. only two. I've never just had two. never had two uh so the the new Blue Planet series is getting a daytime spin off focusing on the seas around Britain, fronted by Chris Packham and Gillian Burke uh and country presenter Steve Brown, whoever it, so it takes three presenters. Three presenters to do it. It's amazing, isn't it? Blue Planet. Perhaps the BBC just love wasting money. Dan McGolpin says, I think the opportunity to look around the sea around the UK is going to really appeal to people. Think again, dear. Why would it? We've seen the sea before. We've had it with all sorts of programmes before. Now we're doing it yet again. Oh, there's nothing new, is there, really? Nothing new at all. So what were they all wearing at the, at the BAFTAs? You'll find out in about 20 minutes' time. And who got what at the BAFTAs? How many have you heard of That'll be the interesting, uh, the interesting thing. Uh, plus, uh, Nigella Lawson, she's doing a cooking tour down under. They obviously all do these because the hairy bikers are doing one, as you know. But I know what they're like. I, I can't imagine what uh, Nigella does. Uh, she's gone from a size 16 to a size 12, and uh, she went out to get some healthy tucker. I love her. I think she's great. I think the whole thing is just she's sort of she's so way, way and above detached. From everybody else, I, I love it. That's what I like about her. Uh, so what do we get? Fifteen quid, dessert. This is Morrison's. Oh, that's um, that's um, what do they call it? I can't remember. It's a dessert, but it's it's like white stuff and then a bit of fruit on the top of it in a little glass. I can't remember what it's called. So it's it's white stuff. Panacotta. Panna, they're nice. I can eat two of those. They're very nice. Bottle of prosecco. You get a main course and a side dish, and then uh, for the for the for the starter balls. They're like sort of balls which you cut open or something. This is apparently in case you're having a romantic night in. Which sounds exciting, doesn't it? Uh, Steve, was Jar Gabor the one who made a statement about being a good housekeeper? She'd kept all the houses of her husband's that she'd married. Yes, and she also said, "My darling, I also love the taste of wedding cake. And uh, as I say, she was a dreadful actress. Absolutely dreadful. She was famous for, oh, darling, you know, th- she was famous for marrying a lot of people. In fact, I'm not even sure if the last husband's still alive. He was sort of titled and uh she was uh, she tried to beat up a cop didn't she which we, we sort of laughed at because they all try it in america and you think oh this is going to end badly very badly and then she had this uh, this this husband who was i think titled he was a he was a count or something i can't remember but i'm not even sure if he's still alive that's right frederick Prinz van anhalt he's still alive he's still going good He's only 75. I thought I thought he was much older than that. He lives in Bel Air, presumably, the house. And, um, God, he comes from the Rhineland. One of five children of a criminal police councillor. Good Lord, I can't believe he's still going. There you go. He must have some stories to tell about Jar Gabor. <laughs> it's always interesting, isn't it? Anyway, coming up to the news at, uh, at 6 o'clock this morning, uh, the BBC News tend to be cut shorter to appeal to young people. Tom Watson... Labour's deputy leader and sometime LBC presenter accuses the party activists of bullying Jewish MP. Olivia is the queen of the BAFTAs, and we couldn't be happier. Uh, As we predicted, uh, Prince Philip will still carry on driving on their own property. They've got 50,000 acres to drive around. He doesn't need to go on a road. In fact, if, if they do, they'll just swap seats and somebody will drive on the road and then the moment they get onto their own property again, they'll, they'll carry on. Uh, choosing a dog has never been more confusing than predators using Tinder to target children. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Good morning, pretty Nice to be company. It's Monday. I know, I know. We all think the same. We'll wake up and go, yeah, I don't. I wake up and go, yeah, Monday. Love Monday. I love Monday. There's been so many stories from the papers over the weekend. What are they going to run with uh, at the beginning of the week? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Dreadful. Uh, Steve, you said that uh, Daniela Westbrook killed Burberry. Well, the, the picture was printed all over the place, and it, it kind of cheapened it. In fact, now we know about her little habits. It cheapened it even further. Uh, Gucci might shut up shop this week, as Gemma Collins said she'll take her dance partner there to buy him a bag. Well, I thought doesn't he have a bag or something? Bit, bit of a worry, isn't it? The idea of going shopping with Gemma Collins. Perhaps she can go after loose women today. It'll be an interview and a half, won't it? Nathan says, I've, I suffer from hay fever at this time of year. Yeah? How does that work? It usually ends after the blossom has gone. Are you in a home or something, or in prison? Have you got sort of something being kept quietly in a corner? He says, I must be allergic to tree pollen. What? What, in this cold weather? there isn't any tree pollen? It's going on in you. like My jit's Manchester. Uh, and then uh, Sabrina says, after you sneezed, I sneezed. I was putting on mascara at the time. Now I look like a badger. It's quite a good look, actually. Uh, Jar Gabor's sister Eva was uh, in an American sitcom called Green Acres. She couldn't act either, says Dallas. I don't think any of them could. But it was the, the fact that they were, they were sort of larger than life characters within the movie industry. I think. Uh, Steve, how are your Eddie Mayer flowers doing? Uh, they finally. Well, I threw them away last week at the end of last week, and the cleaner took them back out of the bin and put them on the side. So, I'm going to try and put them away again. No, they, they've, they've finished. They have sort of died. They lasted quite well. They did about a couple of weeks, so you can't complain, Finn. And um, can you ask your listeners if they know the lurcher dog Hector, who's in the papers last week, got a home? I know you're publicly spirited. That's why I ask you. Yes, because I was, I was bigging up lurchers. A lot of people don't like lurchers. I love lurchers. They're sort of cross between a greyhound and something else. Actually, there is nothing that competes with a transatlantic cruise. And if that's not a slick link, nothing is. Because LBC is going to give you, and a friend, or a loved one, or just somebody you've met, the chance to win one of travel's most iconic experiences. A seven-night transatlantic cruise with Cunard for two people on board the Queen Mary 2. You'll sail from Southampton to New York, or vice versa, if you prefer. We'll fly you out to New York, then you can get the ship back. In a deluxe balcony stateroom, And in all the world of travel, I think there are few journeys rarer or more iconic than the transatlantic crossing to New York on Cunard's flagship Queen Mary 2. It's big. I've seen it. Big. You'll treat yourself to a unique and timeless voyage, sailing aboard the world's only true ocean liner, savouring seven unforgettable days of indulgence. And you can indulge yourself and discovery. And you will discover. You need to go. you, You need to work this ship. You've got seven days to do it. Unhurried dignified and with a wonderful dash of glamour. It's an opportunity for the ladies to dress up and the gentlemen will just be wearing dinner jackets. I mean, it's seriously, it's, it's, it's a different way of doing things. So it's your chance to uncover an experience as exciting as it first was in 1847. Now, with the finest refinements at sea, you can surrender, I love these lines, to the rhythms of freedom, service and celebration only offered on the transatlantic crossing by Cunard, the prize includes all meals, entertainment, and flights, either to or from New York, depending on which way you prefer to sail across the ocean. We, we can offer you—you you can go anywhere you want, as far as I'm concerned. So, for your chance to win this truly wonderful transatlantic cruise on the Queen Mary 2, it's huge. I mean, you cannot imagine the size of this thing. It's enormous. All you have to do is get your telephone out, okay, and you text "cruise." That's cruise C R U I S E capital letters, and you send it to eight four eight five zero. Okay, the sound effects are free. You've got to do it all yourself around here. And um, a voluntary donation of just three pounds from every text goes straight to the charity. Make some noise, which is our in-house charity, helping to change. Young Lives. You've got until 6pm on the 1st of March to enter. Standard rates apply, network, and you need to be 18 or over. You're playing across all participating radio stations and regions and all the rules and the details about those date restrictions are at lbc.co.uk So text CRUISE C-R-U-I-S-E capital letters and send it to 84850 There you go. That's all you have to do. And £3 pounds goes straight to the charity helping to change young lives. And good luck, because it's a it's a fabulous... I mean, when I, when I say all meals, I mean, I'm talking, you can eat about ten times a day. You will come back bigger than you left. Perhaps I should send James McVeigh, actually, on it. He might sort of actually manage to put on some weight, bless his heart. But uh, it is, it's uh, food, uh, even on the ones that I've been on. Phew, food, you can just keep going, and you don't have to... Sometimes dress formally. It's nice to dress up occasionally, but uh, well, well worth it. So all meals, all the entertainment, there'll be everything. And who did I recommend doing a a, a cruise the other day? Oh, Clive Rowe, who uh, is touring very shortly. Really lovely man. Lovely, lovely man. Grace says you were right. I doubt I'll be watching Dancing on Ice now the giant cauliflower's gone. No, you see, that's it. That's it. That was the only person getting getting coverage. They've they've tried to steer it away, but the press are not really interested. It's only uh, the GC. Little Julie says, uh, "I'm so glad she's out of the dancing and ice. Now the competition can really commence, and not all about her. I know she took away, she took away a lot of the uh, the glory from the other people who were making an effort. She she did no effort whatsoever. She hasn't achieved anything in the time." You know, and she went in at the same level as everybody else at the time. It was, yeah, I'm going to do this and all that. It was just blatant lies. There was lies. She couldn't stand up on the ice. So we went through the charade. It was just a bit... It's a bit sad when you get a 37-year-old who's really playing 12. And uh, Spicer, best wishes from the Spikers. And hello to new member Owl. says little Julie. Anish, morning from Kerala. Just had a glass of warm lemon juice on the empty stomach. It's I used to love lemon juice and, and water absolutely hot water and lemon juice fresh, fresh lemon juice. lovely. Helen says, I think the Gabor sisters did voiceovers in the early Disney films, but they all must speak like this what how many how many films were Disney turning out that sounded like that? So they all sounded like sort of they all sounded the same, but darling says Jar Gabor. She was like that all the time. She struggled with everything, but she did marry quite a lot. I don't think it's because she liked wedding cake. I think, I think it was the fact that she liked to get the houses. <laughs> there were so many. But they never die, do they, with loads and loads of money. I think there was enough, but then she had a bit of trouble with that New York police officer who she struck, and uh, they made her pay for that one. It doesn't matter who you are. You cannot behave badly. It doesn't... Uh, I used to get really angry with Elizabeth Taylor Elizabeth Taylor was notoriously deverish, late for everything. A bit like Naomi Campbell, you know, just rude, just rude. I mean, I remember reading a feature in Evening Standard. They all set up at uh, at a posh hotel in London waiting for her. She came in. She was like three hours late. I'd have packed up and gone home. And, and then she promptly announced she was just going out to do some shopping. So off she went. They all sort of stood there. I would have packed everything up. And uh, and just, just I'm sorry, darling. We're not interested in you anymore. If you're that rich, she only comes from Streatham. She's not titled or anything like that. There's no there's no royalty in her. Uh, who's the James McVeigh you mentioned from the Vamps? And he was on the I'm a Celebrity, get me out of here. You can't miss him. He was this thin. Seriously, I've got legs thicker than him, much much thicker. It's one of those sort of things, isn't it? I was I was saying to Sam, who does our uh, computers, I was saying. Hello, uh, I would say because he's he's thin. Seriously, there's nothing of him. Sam is so thin, and I said, you know, people would kill to be the size that uh, that you are. And, uh, and and he doesn't say there's anything abnormal. Whereas I'm sort of looking at him, thinking, what is this magic ingredient that can make you lose money, Steve? We uh, we stuffed. Uh, the French twice in the rugby essay. The English women did the honours earlier on in the day. They probably heard the grandchildren dancing on the own, singing "Abba's Waterloo." It says Wendy, on form today. Thank you. On form most days, actually. I don't think there's a day where where we're not actually on form. But uh, we will go through the uh, the BAFTAs uh, because Olivia Colman, as you now know, she reigned supreme. She did very. There's all sorts of people there actually, and uh, and then there was. Oh, there's that woman? Oh, this is Qatar's emir, Hamad bin Khalifa al Thani and his wife. He could have done better. <laughs> also yesterday, of course, keeping the dragon flying, it was Chinese New Year, and everybody was celebrating down in Trafalgar Square. Managed to find a place to park, not actually in the square, but uh, it, was, it was quite amazing, quite amazing. Lots of dragon dances going on, and food, and everybody having a nice time. And that's uh, that's what it's all about. You know, that's the way it goes. And so once again, another successful, successful event in Trafalgar Square. Uh, Also, Victory Snaps here. This is uh, Sports Direct pulling out of the Patisserie Valerie bid because it was two million short. And uh, the uh, the company, this was Mike Ashley's Sportsway Group, walked away because he looked after Evan Cycles, Sofa.com and uh, House of Fraser. But uh, this is a bit of a, a shame here. They, under, they they found a forty million pound hole uncovered in the finance. It's understood that Ashley made a late bid, which was reportedly worth more than fifteen million, but was told the offer was too low. They were looking for another another two on that, another two million, and he said he said no. So uh, now you know. Right, let's do a do a quick time we, we we'll go to the um, go to the Baftas in a in a moment.
0: You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Well,
1: last night the Hollywood glamour came to Britain with actresses choosing dramatic looks for the BAFTA red carpet and some of them actually went home with an award with her finger on the pulse. LBC showbiz correspondent Faye white who's got a little bit... I'll tell you now, she's got a little bit of a cough... I do. But but you look very well, considering how little sleep you must have had.
2: Thank you very much. You're very kind.
1: It's okay. I've turned the lighting down (laughs) for you. We're now down to 20 watts, which is okay, which is good for me as well. So, listen, the the first thing that they always concentrate on at the the BAFTAs, Faye, is what everybody was wearing, Mm. because that's the big thing, isn't it? So they they always put people's picture up and they go, so-and-so's way. But they don't tell you... I mean, some of them, they actually tell you where the dress came from, and that, I'm assuming, is, is the plug. So if you're lucky enough to get a Dior dress... Which or a Chanel one for Margot Robbie. That's good because then people go, Oh, I wonder where, where she got that from because you like that one the best.
2: That is my favourite, Margot Robbie's one. Yeah, she kinda looks a bit like a bird actually. Yes. Um in it, but lots of feathers, shoulders, yeah, I'm it's glad, lovely. Isn't it? It's it is glad. it is very glad. oh, it's the BAFTAs, Steve.
1: I know, I know. But sometimes I, so who who goes to the BAFTAs?
2: Uh well, actors and actresses. Yeah. Obviously the filmmakers. Yeah. Um obviously. Uh, her, her, her and his royal highnesses. Yes. You know, yes, it's a win. very but royal no, affair. But there's no men.
1: It's always, it's always the girls' fashion. I mean, is it because the men are just wearing dinner jackets, except for one?
2: Now, you did have a little word with me or fair about this particular one, didn't is you? Timothy. Yes, Timothy Chalamet.
1: I have to be honest, it was about the campest outfit I've ever seen on a man in my life.
2: It was the most fabulous blazer. <laughs> I, knew so it. I knew you'd love it. Love it. flamboyant. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, if you are going to walk the red carpet... You are going to want to look amazing. And really, for men, there aren't actually that many choices of things that you can wear. It's kind of, what a, you know, tuxedo, or maybe you might wear a navy tux- tuxedo. Yes. But to be able to actually express yourself and wear something a bit different, I mean, that's fun, different. I'm sure.
1: That was different. Mm. Very different. I'm not, I, I can't, walk, I mean, is he
2: very young? Yes, he is, in his early 20s.
1: Oh, is he? Oh, right, yeah. so I'm similar age. And I um, sort of think, stop it. My program, people might not know. They might not have seen me on the internet. (laughs) They might have gone. He sounds very young on air, must be very young. So everybody went there, everybody went. Some went home, you know, very happy. I think we'd already predicted, hadn't we, who was going to get. Certain ones,
2: yes, we had. I mean, we are really deep into award season now. Um, obviously, having had the Screen Actor Girls Award, the Golden Globes, the Critics' Choice Award, we know that the favorite is literally the favorite. It was up for 12 awards at the BAFTA's 12, yes, 12 looks amazing, and uh, it came with seven. It's not bad, that's not bad. Lost at that at all, out of five.
1: I, I, I got it wrong on best actor. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was going to go to Bohemian Rhapsody.
2: Who did you think it was going to go to? I wanted
1: to go to Stan and Ollie. I wanted to go to to Steve. Oh isn't it? yes, Steve but, Coogan. Yeah, but he he didn't. He missed out. But at least he was nominated. I kept saying to him when, when I talked to him, I said, "You're nominated," and he he was going, "Yeah, I know." I said, "Aren't you excited? It's so exciting to be nominated for that." And it was such a good film anyway. Because you asked me if I'd seen any of the films, and the answer is, I don't. I don't. I, if I sit in cinemas, I go to sleep.
2: Even with like the loud the, noises?
1: Even with loud noises. You and
2: I went to a movie a couple of years ago together. Stop and it. it start was... these rumours. <laughs> the, well, I think was it was it one of the Jungle Book movies, and the noise was... I mean, I jumped out of my seat at one point.
1: It was. And I, can, I can remember where, where the screening was as well. I think it was in one of the squares in London. It was. And it was, it was very clever, very well done. T- she jumped out of her seat halfway through, which I thought was good. But, I, but normally, I'm out for the count. Are you really? Yeah, I'm terrible. The lights dim down, and the seats are so comfy. Ask Charlie Girling, she'll tell you I'm I'm fatal. She's been with me to more more screenings, and each time she si- she's, "Steve,
2: snoring." The <laughs> Thing is, you turn up, you see the beginning, yeah. you probably see the end. Those are those are quite important pieces. You're yeah. done. You can have a little snooze in the middle. I mean, you get up at the middle of the night, so no. of course you're going to be. But the nabbing. difficult thing
1: for me is, and I've I've never quite got it because whenever I, I do uh, an actor who's who's in a film. Uh, Generally speaking, they want you to see the film before you interview the person. The trouble is you can't give away anything in the film. So I'm kind of caught between the devil and the deep blue sea. So I never know. I have to say, listen, it's a fab film, but I can't tell anybody anything about it. But you have to go and see it.
2: I think it's also though, so you don't get caught out as well. If you're doing the interview yeah. and then they say something about the movie and you think, oh, my goodness me, I have no idea actually what part you're talking about there. <laughs> so it kind of does protect you as well. I've done that
1: before. Yeah. I've said, excuse me, which actor am I looking at at the moment? And we all went one time. There was Mr M from over there and a load of other. We just took over this little tiny cinema and we're all sitting there. And they're all very noisy. And they said, I'm not. I'm just quiet. I've got, got me a giant sausage and, uh, and a bucket of butter kiss, And I'm quite
2: happy. And you're sleeping.
1: I'm sleeping. I do sleep quickly, I do. So, who yes. got what this year in the BAFTAs?
2: So, um, as going back to the favourite, um, as expected, Olivia Corman won yes. Leading Actress. I mean, she is brilliant in that. And she's brilliant, I mean, generally, she is just such a phenomenal actress. It's yes. a, almost kind of a a, a nation's sweetheart now, really. Yes. I
1: think as she gets older... She's going to be sort of the one who's going to replace some of our big ones like Maggie and Dame this and Dame that, because I think she has it. She's she just she gets on with it. She's not a classic beauty in any way, shape or form. And I don't mean that disrespectfully to her, but she's got one of those faces that the camera likes. And that and that I always ask people, you know, do you see yourself as sort of leading man or leading woman or all this kind of thing? And they go, no, I just see myself as the part. And I think she sees that as well.
2: Well, she's also worked incredibly hard to get here. I mean, do you remember, I mean, I don't know if it was ten or so years ago, she was in a car advert. Yes. And now she's yes. and now she's walking the red carpets and winning, um, well, she hasn't won an Oscar yet, she is nominated for an Oscar, but she's yeah. winning BAFTA awards, Golden Globes. You know, she it's really has... It's her time. It is her time. Yeah, you know, she's know. not a young, a younger actress who's just kind oh, of... How do she? I don't know how she is. Middle 50s, about... something like oh, that. Oh, no, I don't, think she, I don't think she's young. I think she's younger than that. You
1: think she's... Oh, right, oh, okay. Oh, but yes. i think. probably just done her a disservice. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, I
2: think my point is that she hasn't just come, suddenly come on to... No,
1: she's been the, around.
2: Yeah, she has been around. And 45. this is... This is... A 40, well, there you go. Younger than 50.
1: Younger 45. than 50. Younger than 50. Yeah. No, I, I, think, I think this is her time. Mind you, I said that about Eddie Redmayne mm. as well. When Eddie Redmayne started off and uh, and he had a couple of hit films, I said, this is, this is going to go on a roll. Then he went a bit quiet. And I'm thinking, come on, come on, you need to bounce back again. I want to watch it. I know it's difficult to find the right films and to, and to sort of pick, you know, the right
2: scripts. Well, he has been in, he's in the Fantastic Beasts movies, yes. which don't traditionally get nominated for all of these kind of awards. So he has stepped away from that maybe in doing a bit more kind of the fantastical, fun yeah. films. Um, I'm sure he'll be back on a red carpet receiving awards soon. I do hope so.
1: I do hope so. I like him. I like him a lot. So, yes, uh, Olivia...
2: Yes, we've got Olivia, well uh, Rachel Vise, also for the favourite. She won Best Supporting Actress, right. uh, which is, um, she was actually up against Emma Stone, who is the third actress in that movie. So the two of them were up against each other. Oh, how um,
1: embarrassing. Can you imagine you're up against something? I remember seeing a sketch years ago, I think Rowan Atkinson did it, where they were all sitting there and the camera's on all of them. And they go, and the winner is, and they open the envelope and he's sitting there with a big smile and he goes to somebody else and he goes, damn. <laughs> you know, really expressing the disappointment. If you if you built yourself up, you've been nominated, you want to sit there, you want to hear your name being read out and when it's not, and it's somebody else's. And you have to clap and a smile and I'm really happy.
2: Surely you have two faces, though. Your winning face and then your, you know, gracious loser face. No,
1: but nobody wants to graciously lose, do mm.
2: they? Uh, Rami Malik, one uh, leading yes. actor for Bohemian Rhapsody, which you mentioned. Uh, Mahashala Ali, one support. Supporting Actor for Green Book. Now, do you remember he um, was in Moonlight a couple of years ago, which was the film that had all the controversy and the Oscars? When um, La La Land was. Yes, when so that was announced, that it was going to be... Then he got the wrong one. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 he yes. was one of the stars of that. And now he's back again winning. He's won numerous awards for this role. Yeah. So I think he's got a pretty good chance at the Oscars. Yes. Um, Ram- um, Roma won Best Film. Now, that is one of Barack Obama's favourite movies of last yes, year.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I like that too. I like that too. And what was the other one that I really liked? I can't remember actually, which they were sort of saying, everybody's going, this is the one that's going to do it. I haven't seen but the, the Bohemian Rhapsody. I really haven't seen it. I don't know why I've not seen it. I've seen clips of it, but I haven't seen the blooming thing. But I, sh- I should see it.
2: Are you a Queen fan?
1: Oh, all the time. Constantly. I think if you were saying, is Steve Allen a fan of Queens? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, <laughs> that would be right up there at the top. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think it is very much about the music, that one as well. I think yes. that it's great if you're really into the music. And obviously Rami Malek has done extraordinarily well yes. as well, because he's yes. kind of, he as well as someone who's come from maybe... Not a huge acting background. He has he was in a huge series that was very big yeah. on uh, online. Uh, I say online, you know, on the streaming platforms oh, yeah. that we all have on our t- on our TVs. But this is terrific for him. So it'll be very interesting to see what happens at yeah. the Oscars.
1: Well, the, the, see, the Oscars are going to be the big thing because there's so many people who vote in the Oscars. I mean, it runs into thousands, I think. And uh, and I always like to watch the Oscars because I like. But I think this year. There's no presenter of the Oscars. Uh-oh. This is the first year that they've decided not to have a presenter, whereas I love watching them present. I, mean, I don't know what it pays, but it must be a really good gig to get, and you're seen by billions of people around the world.
2: Unless you do it for free and it's all to do with publicity. Yeah. Or you donate your, um, you donate your uh, payment fee.
1: Ooh, see, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be that sort of person at all. I've, I've watched J- James Corden doing a couple of uh, things at the Tonys. He's very clever. He's very clever. One of our very few Brits who's actually gone over to America and made it big over there, which I'm very pleased. Listen, thank you so much. Pleasure. There's obviously a lot more to talk about. So you're going to pop up with uh, Nick on breakfast, are you? Are you, doing, are you doing breakfast this morning?
2: I think there's a lot of stuff going, going on, so yeah. we'll see.
1: But well done, Olivia. Well done, you. You enjoy. She said she was going out to get plastered. Mm-hmm. Do they have a big party afterwards?
2: Oh, I think there's all, there's all sorts of different parties. But, yeah, and That's imagine it. that there'll be some sore heads in London tonight, oh, today, be, this morning.
1: Try, yeah, this morning, <laughs> they'll all be going, oh, goodness, what do I'm, what, where am I? Waking up in a London hotel. You're in a Premier Inn, OK? I'm just telling you that. And that also means you didn't win, because otherwise you'd be stopping in a posh hotel. Not that they're not posh, but it's for different things. Uh, our showbiz correspondent, Faye Lines white thank you very much. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Uh, look So well this morning, oh, seriously. Thank you. How little sleep did you get last night? Um, did you do what you normally do?
2: Well, in terms of not amount of sleep.
1: Yeah. Um, you do oh four goodness, hours, uh, six hours?
2: Oh my goodness, I try and get a bit more than that. But I have also a young daughter as well, so uh, it depends how she sleeps. Oh. So, I mean, there's a lot of concealer on at the moment. You know, if you wash your hair, it, it hides a multitude of sins for some reason, it makes you feel loads better.
1: I'm the same. Listen, I wash my hair in the morning, a little bit of concealer, and ta da! Still as rough-looking as I was the other
0: day. Thank you very much indeed. You're listening to a podcast from LBC.
1: 25 to 7. Nick Ferrari's with you at 7 o'clock this morning for breakfast here on LBC. A new tool is being rolled out to help tackle the worsening knife crime epidemic. Nick will bring you the full details on how it'll work. Plus, he'll get the best reaction to the explosive new biography of Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn, and find out what housing developers are being urged to do when putting up new tower blocks in the wake of the Grenfell disaster. Plus, following reports that they might be introduced, he'll be asking if you think our prisons should really have transgender wings. I don't really know what the thought is on that one, actually. Do you think it should have... A, well, I don't know. It depends how many people it's housing. I mean, how many transgender crims are there? Must be loads, I should imagine. But every time you see somebody dressed as a woman, you go, uh-huh. Transgender wings? I mean, if there's enough people, you might have to have transgender wings. All of that and more with Nick Ferrari at breakfast this morning from 7 here on uh, LBC. Uh, Steve, Olivia Coleman has also narrated the fantastic series The Secret Life of the Zoo. Her voice was soothingly mellifluous. Well done to that wonderful woman for her well-deserved BAFTA. Oh, she must be delighted. She must be delighted. It's her, it's her time. It's her time. Uh, Little Julie says, I'll still be watching Dancing on Ice. I'm rooting for Jane Danson. She fell over the other week, didn't she? Didn't she sort of pass out or something? Uh, Philip says, Re-cinemas. I went to the pictures in 1942 before I was born. My mum was an usherette in the cinema. (laughs) Exactly. She'd get all all the benefits. Uh, I never go to the cinema, Steve, but I did see Bohemian Rhapsody at Sutton last week. It was brilliant, says Julie which is good. Hot water with lemon first thing in the morning clears you out. Very good cleanser. I used to love it. You used to have it all the time in Austria. Not because it was Austrian, but it's just, I thought, hot, hot water with lemon juice in it. And they used to give you a little pot of squeezed lemon juice. It was delicious. Absolutely delicious. Uh, Mike says, uh, I cracked my ribs yesterday. Hurts to breathe. Cough and for God's sake, don't make me laugh. Any suggestions how to ease the discomfort? Take to your bed and stay there. Don't, don't, don't move. Uh, John T says, a friend of mine reckons when Gemma slipped over on the ice in training last week, she rocked herself to sleep (laughs) trying to get up. Well, then, but she fell over during training again because she's not been training. She's just wasting time. And so that's why, I mean, she's always had the lowest figures. So they had to get rid of her. But as I say, on Loose Women Today, two losers, two losers. But they will, they'll tell you about how wonderful it it was, probably. Uh, New spiker Al, the little Julie refers to, is my new friend, Al... Packer, the Alpaca, I bumped into him at Skipton on Saturday, says tanker, di- tanker driver Phil, sorry and Heather, my Norwich nurse, says thank you for keeping me calm and focused this morning it's my first solo drive in my brand new car, never driven an automatic oh, so simple, so simple, so simple I've, been dri- I've only ever dri- well I've driven manual cars but all the cars I've had for the past 15, 20 years are, uh, do you know I paid my road fund licence the other day £555 Seriously, I thought it's like taking out a mortgage. (laughs) It's just so expensive. But I paid it because it runs out at the end of this month. So I thought might as well have that and then we'll have the... uh, the... I was trying to get it all in the same time frame, but it doesn't work like that, does it? BB says, read the GC being kicked off the ice dancing. Jason Gardner's comments and a big smile to the winners of the skate-off said it all. Exactly. She's consistently had low figures. And, you know, you have to sort of say enough is enough. And so this time round, everybody wanted her out. I think because we've seen enough of silly little news stories, we've seen enough of, of sort of the posturing and the, you know, I think I'll quit. The last thing she said in the papers today was, if, uh, if, if Brian leaves, then I'm, I'm going to quit. And you think, oh, shut up, for goodness sake. You don't know him. He's just another one of these drearies." I'm afraid. Not only did I get some tea and toast, so Spicer, but converted some more overnight NHS staff to your show, having a heated conversation about the GC prancing off ice. And uh, we all say hello to the Facebook Spikers, too, and I thank them for their good wishes. Yeah, I mean, everybody's different on Gemma Collins. I'm sorry, the programme is called Dancing on Ice. She could neither dance nor stay upright on the ice. So there you go. End of story. Okay, that's it. It's like having a bake-off programme and somebody can't turn the oven on. You can't cook. Out. Get rid of them. You know, she she got them loads of coverage and they milked it as much when they did the the shaman coming on to stop the, you know, take the bad vibes out of the ice. It was rubbish. Absolute rubbish. We all knew it was rubbish. She knew it was rubbish. She. Must, I bet you, if you planted a microphone in her house, you'd hear conversations like, "Well, I managed to get away with that one, didn't I?" So she hasn't had to do anything. She doesn't do anything because she can't. She can't dance. The whole idea is dancing, you know, not plodding around like an elephant. That's not dancing. That's not dancing. It's ridiculous. You've got to, you know, you've got to follow the format of the show, and she didn't. But uh, there's nobody else on there at all now. James Jordan, bit of a dreary and uh, another... put they, make, they keep finding pussycat dolls. Do you think there's a hut down the road with about 20 of them crammed into it, and they go, sorry, have you been on television? Re- oh, come on, you... you can be a- there's another one who I've never heard of before. we don't ever heard of... Nicole... And uh, she disappeared, and now you've got Melody Thornton or something, and, if and you think, I'm sorry, how many were in the pussycat dolls? They, they were just raunchy dancers who couldn't sing. Now they're over here infecting our televisions. We don't want all these Americans over here. I mean, haven't we got some people from Pan's People who could take over? Far more important in televisual terms. Pan's People, we loved. Especially she Dee, Dee Wilde? No, I won't say that, you know, in any special way. Uh, is there a staff room at Global Studios? I'm in it. I'm in it. What do you mean a staff room? What, where we all sit round and stare at each other? With sort of a, a cheese and ham roll or something? <laughs> no, no. I don't think... I don't know. It's, start, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's a canteen upstairs. And there's a, a, a place downstairs we can sit, But there's not a staff room. We're, we're, we're far, more, far more upmarket than a staff room. That makes us sound like, you know, all the staff. Go. We, we used to do it years ago when I, was, when I worked in a shop. And, um, and, and they had the staff canteen, which was just a very small room with a thing where they had the rolls in. and You can get a cup of tea and you all sat round the walls. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I was going through that phase because I was 15 at the time of blushing. And blushing was not good. Because then somebody would go, oh, you've gone bright red! And you go, oh god, it makes it even worse. I've to have to make ex- if I thought I was going to go red. I don't know why I did actually. It's never never bothered me since. But especially when I was at school, I used to do the "I've gone bright red" thing. You could, you could literally you could cook things on my face. It was so so bad. Uh, the times this morning first for rugby. Oh no, we're well, moving away from that one then. Uh, Britons take a generous view of filthy rich. Uh, we're intensely relaxed about people getting filthy rich as long as they pay their taxes. Peter Mandelson once said, yes, I don't know, filthy rich. I'm not sure if i go with the, with that phrase, filthy rich. No, I think that's sort of, yes, I think it takes into something else. Uh, the drones, incidentally, this is where drones come into their own. Uh, they've smashed through the Antarctic ice to reach Henry Shackleton's ship. So it it sank to the ocean floor 3,000 metres below, and the Weddell Sea Expedition team will now send out submersibles to search for the missing vessel. You see, if I want a load of money, that's what I'd give money to, something like that, to bring back something that is so fantastic. Because it was 1915 when uh, Shackleton and his team abandoned the Endurance. It was a wooden ship, so the ice, as it closed in around it, crushed it. But they say that there is uh, that it might actually sort of be in quite a number of pieces. The reason being that the timbers would be well-preserved because of the lack of organisms that rot wood in a cold sea. So they might be to bring... A, I mean, I don't think it's going to be as good as the Mary Rose. I don't think you're going to bring up something like the Mary Rose, which, I mean, I still get excited about now. But, uh, but th- this is a good one, actually. This is a good one. So I would like to think that uh, they might... They might better get it out or get bits of it out or something. They're never going to reassemble it, but it's it's quite interesting, isn't it? I don't know what 3,000 metres looks like. It sounds, I mean, how many feet's that? If that plane which killed that football is in 220 metres of water, what's 3,000? What's 3, oh, 3,000. God, it's even... That must be... That's a long way down, isn't it? Is it a mu- 10,000 feet. What? 3,000 metres is 10,000 feet. Is, is that near a mile down or is it... I don't really know actually. I'm not very good with things like that. I, n- I never did things when it, when it changed from decimal or into decimal. I was terrible. But nearly two miles down. Oh, so it's about the same sort of depth as, as the Titanic, which is about 2000, two, 2,000 miles down. Two miles down as well. Good lord. Well, there you go. Well, let's hope that they manage to do something or at least photograph it so we can see what's. Because there'd be nothing that would disturb it. I don't think so, because down that low, it would all be fairly calm. It's just up above the sea would be uh, all, you know, dreadful. Uh, Paul says, cure for cramp, eat a banana every day, potassium in it. Yeah, but don't don't go too mad on bananas. I've heard people before eat a lot of bananas, and it's bad for you. Mustn't have too much uh, potassium. Uh, So as GC stropped out of the jungle, fell flat on the ice, I think she'll waltz out of Strictly this year. Love to see Craig ripping at a shred, says Martin in Toaster. (laughs) chuffed a little mint ball says jane about bohemian rhapsody film success myself and a small group of workers toiled endlessly supplying the original costumes for that production did you really good for you good for you which which company are you from are you from the one up the road from us here where where are you making the costumes for that that's what i'd love to know
0: you're listening to a podcast from lbc
1: 10 to 7 are you feeling good this morning I know nobody does, do they? Because it's Monday, but it is cold today. It is cold. The Titanic is two and a half miles down, Steve. But there's probably nothing left by now. Oh no, it's it's still there. It is being eaten by the organisms eating the steel, and there will become uh, the, the, the will there will come a time where it will just fold in on itself uh, because it can't hold itself together. But no, it's still there. I think they, they've given it a time span of what was it five to ten years, something like that, because these organisms eat steel. Don't ask me why. All the things you've got to worry about down there. It's pitch black, so they will know when it happens because they'll they'll be able to sort of see it. And it's being filmed constantly. But uh, it's, it's still there. Only the half of it. For some strange reason. I've never got this one. Only the front bit, the back bit. They've never shown us on the television or anything else in any films. And yet that would be the bit I'd want to see, the back bit of the ship, because it broke in half. But it is two and a half miles down. Bart says, if you go in all hallows by the tower church behind... Or beside Tower Bridge, they have a museum in there and they've got Shackleton's Crow's Nest. What, they save the Crow's Nest? What, the the ship's gone under, but somebody went, get the Crow's Nest. (laughs) They actually left from some Catherine's Dock. Oh, so perhaps they've had a couple of them. Uh, Jane says, we didn't make the costumes. They're original vintage items collected over many years. Uh, We range from the 1930s to the 1980s, based in an obscure warehouse in Walthamstow. Not at all glamorous. Yes, because there is angels... And I've been to their warehouse. It's like an aircraft carrier hangar. It's enormous. Thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of costumes. And they have to spray them every so often. The whole place gets sealed up and they spray because they don't want moth infestations, do they? But uh, they're, they're very famous. Rose has got a, a boyfriend called Captain Rob. So he's either uh, a ferryboat skipper or, he's, um, or he flies aeroplanes. But we listen to it every night when we go to bed. La, 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 la. Thank you. I don't really want to know about that. That's way and above, isn't it? Way and above. Eight minutes to seven. Uh, so the UK send an aircraft carrier to the Pacific in a show of strength to China. Think they're going to be scared? I shouldn't think so. One aircraft carrier. Gets, and hasn't got any planes on it either. <laughs> it's always something, isn't it? So here she is, Olivia Coleman. Very happy person. Very happy person. Um, and uh, we're happy for as well. I'm always happy when people win something, because I think that's actually quite uh, quite nice. So what's that? This is the English National Opera Company. which I've never seen the English National Opera Company. Never expressed any interest in going to see them, but I'm sure they're absolutely marvellous, because I do love ballet and stuff like that. Uh, Colleen, let's fly at Rue, front page on The Sun this morning, because he's been on the booze again. I mean, it's making her look more ridiculous by the day. She'll never leave him. He says, I'm always wrong, always wrong. You watch. Next thing is, you know. <laughs> so uh, she's threatening to fly home with the kids. In other words, she's not. You know, why would you want to do that? You've got to do all the packing up and everything else. Because he went off in a 10 hour bender, not by himself. He hasn't got any friends. There's, I mean, poor old Wayne Rooney doesn't have anybody, so he hangs around with barmaids and, uh, and uh, all sorts of people who provide entertainment for people, provided you pay for it. Uh, but this one was a 10 hour bender. As you can imagine, he sort of, you know, turns up squiffy, beyond belief I should imagine, and uh, they knock back shots, him and this barmaid, till 2.30 in the morning. You can imagine Colleen not at all happy. Perhaps he's got a problem. Never thought about that. I never thought about that at all. Kate's Night on the Gown, the BAFTA special, and uh, Brits is the greatest show. Hugh Jackman will open next week's Brit Awards with the uh, with a turn from The Greatest Showman. And Liam Neeson's latest movie has done so well at the US box office, they're thinking about making another one. Didn't last long, did it? Uh, Gemma Collins, little tiny bit now. I think we've had enough. of uh, You know, it's just silly. Let's just leave her alone. Let us sort of, you know, just do nothing. Uh, pages and pages on the, the BAFTAs. Queen beats Queen, Olivia best Brit film. But Rami... Best actor, and then the frocks, and we still can't work out why Millie McIntosh was there. In fact, we can't work out why Millie Millie McIntosh should be be anywhere at all. Um, 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 what have we got here? Uh, crime writer Ian Rankin revealed that cops failed to investigate a theft near his home, even though he filmed the culprit. Honestly. I like him, Rankin. I like him. I think he's nice. Thomas Markle is prepared to release more of his daughter's bombshell letters. They really are a disgusting family. She's obviously well off without them. Them and the half-sister. Mind you, the book says that Jezza's chaotic private life shows he's unfit to lead. He used to eat cold beans and didn't go out. His debts were so bad he had to sell his home, but he grew up middle class. Middle class, which is lovely, isn't it? And uh, he married first wife, Jane, in 74, three months after they first met, while both running to be Labour councillors. And uh, I I think it was 79 that he had the affair with uh, with Diane Abbott, of which people talk about constantly now, which I think is uh, hilarious. Uh, Steve, uh, Britain sends an aircraft carrier. What a joke. Have you seen the American carriers? Well, listen, we're doing our best. Makes ours look like canoes. I know it probably does, actually. And uh, you're right. If someone says 2,000 metres, Steve, I don't understand. But if you tell me 5,000 feet, I know it's roughly a mile. So 3,000 metres is a quarter of a mile. Remember, 1760 yards is a mile. Oh, don't start that one again. (laughs) I used to do that at school. It's hilarious. Very funny. Broadcast to the Reverend Ruth Scott, has revealed she just has a few weeks left to live. She's only 60. She said, I'm not frightened. I've just had the most fantastic life. I just wish... It could have been longer. She, she's got lymphoma. And uh, she's done a couple of interviews with a friend of mine, actually. And uh, she's been having treatment for two years. But uh, now it gets to that stage where um, it uh, it goes no further, I'm afraid. Uh, Bernardo's warned that perverts are grooming kids as young as eight using live streaming apps. The charity said apps like TikTok and Lively were exploiting children uh, with sexual exploitation. I'm so glad I don't understand anything about the internet. I'm more useless than you can ever imagine. People have to do everything for me. I mean, I can actually sign on, and I can watch YouTube and stuff like that, but that's about as far as it goes. When people say copy and paste, not a clue. I had a thing a short while ago from my accountant. If you can sign this and then send it back to me... What do you mean, sign it? How do I do that? So in the end, I had to send it to a friend of mine... And signed on my behalf, and then sent it back. And uh, there was—I don't know how to do that. How, I mean, how does that work? You see, I did, and, and so a friend of mine said, "Oh, you do this," and he did it, and he put my signature on it, and then just emailed it back to my accountant. And I went, "I'll do that the same next time." There's no point in asking me again because I've got no idea. It's terrible. Uh, the BBC having less news for you. Currently, apparently, they don't want you sort of wandering off to something else, and it's like you never left. Mary the Punk and Lofty. After 31 years, they were back in EastEnders. Dr Legg's dead. No! I'm so sorry. Sorry. Spoiler alert. I should have said, actually, do- Dr Legg is dead. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say Dr Legg is dead, but he's he, he's died. And so they're back for the funeral. Isn't that funny? Perhaps they could bring... Can we have Peter Dean back, please? We keep campaigning for Pete Dean to go back. And then somebody said, oh, I don't think he can. I said, they can always do anything. They can do anything. Uh, May rejects Corbyn's customs union offer. And Coleman Reigns at the BAFTAs, Best Actress. Well done, you. Well done, you. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. And Keeping the uh, the Dragon Flying, Manchester, Liverpool, Birmingham, Edinburgh, Newcastle, Central London. Everybody's celebrating Chinese New Year. Actually, as I was leaving town, I was thinking, I bet they've got some really lovely food down there, but I can't have it. I would have done, actually. Uh, My Marriage Secrets by Gary Barlow, sponsored by an eye-making company now, which is getting a bit tragic. Perhaps he needs the money. I don't know. You know what is a marriage secret? Somebody said actually never go to bed with an argument. You know, if 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 you're having an argument, go to bed and uh and clear up the argument before you actually go to sleep. So you go, "Good night, love you." And then uh, and then apparently it's all fun just they smack you in the face. You know. <laughs> How dare you talk to next door, she's nothing but a tramp. <laughs> Greek goddess Kate wows the BAFTAs. It's very nice, but, I mean, you'd expect her to be dressing up, wouldn't you? Which is very nice. And the Daily Telegraph, the favourite romps home at the BAFTAs. And the green faces, Met Police Inquiry over allegations. This is uh, Sir Philip Green. That's it. I'm back with you tomorrow morning. Before I go, just let you know what's happening on the free podcast on the Little Bit Extra I'll be talking more about the wise decision taken by the judges and you to finally boot old Gemma off the ice dancing and why we haven't heard of the end of this. You'll also hear about the terrible dress sense being shown off by Britain's favourite drink driver. Yes, Aunt McPartlan appears to be just carrying on like nothing's happened. Plus, I'll tell you all about the excellent news for the nation's most talented family. Yes, Harper Beckham has developed a new skill. She could be going for the Winter Olympics gold medal. I mean, seriously. My little bit extra is available very shortly on the LBC app and on the Global Player app as well. As listening live to LBC you can listen back to this and other LBC programmes as well as listening to a range of podcasts. Have a great day at 10 o'clock this morning. It's James O'Brien but right now with Breakfast on LBC it's Nick Ferrari.
0: If you enjoyed this podcast, listen to Steve Allen live from 4am Monday to Friday and Sunday from 5am